0: Welcome to Disney Parks and Beyond, a Disney podcast about theme parks and all things Disney from the After Dark Podcast Network.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Disney Parks and Beyond. I'm Nick and on this episode I am joined by, uh, he's already tried to interrupt once so we'll let him just say he's here, Craig.
2: Buongiorno
0: everybody. Uh,
1: We are also joined by Sinead.
3: Hello.
1: We are joined by Ryan. Hello. And we are joined by Mr. D. Ho, ho, ho. This is one hell of a lineup we packed, packed house tonight, packed house, I love it, I love it, I love it. Um, it's a shame then that there's not much to talk about, isn't there? <laughs> mm-hmm. But we've we'll already thought something. about that, we've already thought about that, yeah, so don't worry, you're going to be entertained for a fair while yet, but before we get into the stuff we're going to talk about, let's talk about first what we're drinking. So, Craig, what are you drinking?
0: Well... In light of lockdown and not drinking really whiskey for a long time, I'm drinking ugh, famous grouse, neat, with oh. whiskey, oh. whiskey why? cubes, blah. why, and a cup of Yorkshire tea, um, just to celebrate, really. I don't want to open my good stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to record a podcast tonight, so I'm just going to have the crappiest alcohol I've got in the house.
0: Excellent. Other whiskey well, brands let's that available. i have on tapes.
1: You, you probably would drink that as well, too. is all gone. I, I'm saying that, but, I mean, of course, Famous Grouse, if you are listening, if you want to sponsor the show, then, um, yeah, I'm sure there's a podcast we can get you to sponsor. Um, Sinead, what are you drinking?
3: I've got some Vanilla Coke Zero.
1: Still can't find any over here. Found the cinnamon. Literally Coke.
0: everywhere.
1: I found the cinnamon Coke. Horrible stuff. Um, really? Not fan. But there you go.
0: We can get Vanilla Coke. Up here, yeah, everywhere.
1: I had a bat on it to take today. To um, I've seen. I can buy a big bottle of vanilla coke. I can't find any small ones. So, I'm not. I'm I, I, like, I'm. I could probably find if I really wanted to look for it. I'm not a massive vanilla coke fan. It's my second favorite flavored coke, I suppose. Uh, but
2: yeah, I could. You know, give or take. Give or
1: take. Um, Ryan, what are you drinking?
2: I have got a stout zilla, which is a mix of coffee, chocolate, vanilla, and whiskey. Oh,
1: Ooh. what the? F- what is that like? A, a premix thing or?
2: Yeah, it's from uh,
1: Umbard. Okay, okay, it makes more sense. That is quite the cocktail, otherwise. Look out, Stoutzilla! Um, uh, direct to Craig, the crate uh, the complaints there to Craig. Uh, Mister D, what are you drinking?
4: I'm double-handed as well. I got Yorkshire tea biscuit flavored again, yep. and my gin of choice is I'm back on the using up the uh, apple and cinnamon uh, gin and tonic. Very good, very good. Yeah, um, I'll be
1: double-fisting tonight. I'm uh, just going to finish off the cherry Pepsi Max that I've got here, and then I'll crack open my uh, Carling uh, Carling Camden Hell. If Carling wants sponsorship. You're more than welcome to. Um, But yeah, okay, so that's what everybody's drinking, so um, we'll, we'll kind of do the stuff as we normally would do. So let's start off by having a look at what's going on in the parks.
3: Let's get down to business to start planning that Disney trip. I'm Wendy Prater and Magical Journeys Travel here, proud sponsor of the Disney Parks and Beyond podcast. I specialize in all things Disney, Universal, and all major cruise lines. Disney cruises are spectacular, but you've got to book early to get the best pricing and stateroom selection. I offer generous onboard credits and take care of all your planning. Interested in Disney World, Disneyland, or Disneyland Paris, I can help with every bit of the planning process, including dining and fast passes. Find me on the Twitters at WP Magic Journeys or email me at Wendy Prater at magicaljourneystravel.com. I make the plans, you make the memories.
1: One bit of big news, I suppose, which uh, has kind of been dominating Thing Part chat for the last uh, week or so, is uh, the fact that Joe Road is going to be retiring on the 4th of January 2021. Ooh. And, Sinead, I listened to Mickey Waffles. In fact, Sinead, does does Kate listen to this?
3: I'm pretty sure she does,
1: yeah. Okay, well, we'll find out in just a second because I'm going to open challenge to Kate um so kate
0: don't don't challenge cake me don't
1: don't challenge, cake
0: <laughs> don't challenge oh this whiskey has gone right to my head don't she'll freaking have you off mate she'll have you off
1: i'm pretty sure that's not the terminology <laughs> you should be using really don't think that's the right the right language probably not. so kate if you are listening to this episode and if not sinead will fill you in i heard you on the last episode of mickey waffles make some kind of dis disparaging comments about staying off-site Disneyland Paris. Well, when you are ready to face the wrath of me and why that is the wrong attitude to have, I will come on Mickey Waffles and we'll have a little tete tete about why that is incorrect and why you should consider that all the time. Um, so yeah, whenever you're ready, Kate, let me know. Um, so Sinead, you read out his Instagram post where he announced his retirement, which I thought was quite interesting. Now, just in case you haven't listened to Mickey Waffles yet, um, I'm going to read it out as well, um, and then we're going to discuss it a little bit. So uh, his statement was, I'm sure by now many of you have come across the news that I'm retiring from Walt Disney Imagineering. It has been 40 years since I stepped foot in the door at age 25, not knowing anything about theme parks, Disney, or what it's, what it meant to work for a big company. Every day of my life since then has been a learning experience. I'm very glad to have had that opportunity and proud of the work that has been done, not just by me, but all of my fellow Imagineers, especially those who work by my side over the decades. But 40 years is a long time, and this strange quiet time seems like a great opportunity to slip away without too much disruption. If I wait, I'll once again be in the middle of another huge project, and by the time this is done, I'll be truly old. I'm not that old yet, and there are things I want to do that cannot be done here. We encourage a culture of storytellers, not just amongst ourselves, but among our guests and our fans. And because of this, there is a strong temptation to take this moment and turn it into a story. But what story? I think it's a coming of age story. I started Disney as a child and I learned almost all of my life lessons there. Developed my confidence, recognized my skills and weaknesses, and went on to work with both and do what could be done. I could stay forever, but that is like remaining in another kind of womb. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I remember you reading Wait, this out yesterday, really? and very strange. Um, I want to see what a grown grown man might be able to do on his own. Um, so that was his statement. Now we we kind of chatted a little bit um, about this announcement in in our group in our little chat group, um, and I I think you know th- there's a few things here. Firstly, we kind of discussed has he gone before he's been pushed. Um, there are rumours that um, the new DVC Island, uh, what, 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 what would it be called a DVC Island? Would it? What would it be referred to as? The Timeshare Disney, Land. Timeshare Land. <laughs> Timeshare <laughs> Island. Um, the new, the new island for the Disney Cruise, like, cruise Lines. Um, is it Light, Lighthouse Point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so apparently that is over budget. Uh, and obviously with how things are going with that industry, that's going to be a very tough sell in years to come, or at least for a foreseeable future. Um, also the fact that, you know, Disney have laid off pretty much all the Imagineers is anyway, so there's hardly anyone there. And also because of what's been going on, there's not going to be any major projects. Um, I like the point here where he said, you know, uh, if I wait, I'll once again be in the middle of another huge project. Um I, I don't think he would, if I'm honest.
2: They've got to resurface some roads in Orlando, I think. Maybe he's got to be put in charge of that. It <laughs> just, I, I I think that's
1: very optimistic or being very diplomatic, because <laughs> I mean, there is not going to be any big major projects anytime soon, are they? Um, no. And I think you you kind of hit the nail on the head, stayed on on Mickey Waffles when you were saying about the fact that you you don't do you don't do things by halves, which Joe wrote, do you?
3: No, like, most of the projects that he does are, like, the big expensive projects, so Lord knows if the company, if he would have been in the company regardless by the time they'd be willing to put the the money up for another Joe Rohde project, so I'd say he was kind of gently nudged would be my guess, I would assume.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the, what I thought was interesting as well was, um, you know, that sense, that if, I, if I wait, I'll once again be in the middle of another huge project, and by the time that is done, I'll be truly old. I'm not that old yet, and there are things I want to do that cannot be done here. Now, maybe it's overanalyzing it, which is very possible, but is that I can't work on things that I want to work on because Disney don't own them?
2: He's a big fan of Nintendo, maybe, is what you're
1: saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wants to rework that land completely already. Um, no, but do you know what I mean? Like, this is someone who who you know admits at the beginning that you know he starts at Disney and didn't really know anything about it or didn't really necessarily care for it. Um, and while he might have started to, you know, like things over the years, could his focus be elsewhere? You know, maybe his big passion project is to do a new King Kong, or his the favorite thing- film franchise is Back to the Future, or something. Who
2: knows? his his big passion is obviously animal kingdom and that's not going to be getting a decent size update anytime soon i mean obviously he recent i say relatively recently worked on pandora um, and he's been fighting against imagineers and top brass for a, a number of years so, so we're led to believe against bringing the likes of zootopia into animal kingdom and things like indiana jones he's only about bringing ip in when he feels like it fits the vision of Animal Kingdom. So with him gone, there is a risk that that park is be- going to become another IP um, park. For I mean, sure.
1: It's got a massive IP in there already, as you said, like with Pandora. Um, yeah,
2: but the way he told... The, the way that that's kind of woven in to the storytelling of... Like, even when you ride Flight, Flight of Passage, they mention kind of the relationship between Um, humans and creatures and how that kind of relates to actually the real world on planet Earth and it's all about nature isn't it, the whole storyline of Pandora Yeah. whereas Zootopia is just a load of animals in a city so I kind of get where he's coming from. I think he's done a good job at defending Animal Kingdom from being overtaken too much but it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the park with him gone to yeah.
0: be fair, that Zootopia sounds brilliant. So you've got like a, a model city, and then you've got all these animals just fighting each other a fox, a rabbit, a cheetah. Well, I a, don't
1: think you've, you've seen lion, Zootopia, a bear, have you? an otter. <laughs> that's,
0: yeah, because they're all kicking off on each other. In...
1: I don't think they're kicking off on each other, no. Not in the version I watched. The magic
2: serum? There, there you... is a drug in isn't there?
1: Yeah. Yeah, where some of them go feral. Yeah, but
0: I can't say yeah. that film's about. All Imagine all the kicking off, little Americans all with like guinea pigs stuck to the faces, gnawing their eyeballs out. It'd be amazing. What?
1: <sighs> Jesus Christ! This is oh, where you're not going to come. Imagine here. Um, I mean, the thing is, I, you know, I I think you know people have joked over the years that you could clearly whack Endor into Animal Kingdom because it's full of treats, right? Um, but the thing with Pandora is the, the fact that that whole world does actually fit in with kind of like the, the ideas surrounding Animal Kingdom. And I was watching um, a YouTube video the other day of, of Beastly Kingdom um, and the original kind of vision of, of Animal Kingdom. And it's always going to be one, one of those like great what ifs, you know, what if that had happened. Um, what if he was able to get his, his complete vision in that park? How different would it have been? Um, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I still think he's got gas in the tank, but I think he needs to have the passion for whatever it is he's doing.
2: I think they'll they bring him back like they bring Tony Baxter back whenever there's a project, like there's a big project at Animal Kingdom. They're going to want him consulting on it at the very least. Yeah, I would think so. But if I
1: was Universal, I'd be biting his hand off right now.
3: Was going to work?
4: I don't know that. That's the thing. But I think once you've once you've crossed that bridge, it'll be hard for him to come back, would not it? Yeah, I, I don't I don't know that he's going to want to shut that door. Really, it's possible.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, if your if your work is that good, then you know, money talks. Mm-hmm. It always does. Um, but I don't know. I, I I just thought it was it was interesting. Um, I mean, yeah. He he's not getting any younger, that is the, the, the issue.
2: But I mean I... and also and also I think look at the projects that Disney's working on at the minute, they're all kind of warehouse rides. I mean mm. Guardians literally even looks like a warehouse on the exterior. When you compare it against the I mean I'm gonna age this podcast as we always do, but the actual photos from Nintendo in Japan that came out today, I mean, they cost so Guardians cost roughly the same as that. And how incredible does Nintendo look in comparison?
1: Well, Nintendo looks like the games. It looks like you're stepping into the world of the games. Harry Potter, exactly the same. It looks like you're stepping yeah. into Harry Potter. Guardians at this moment looks like a, a Costco warehouse.
2: So when you when you're such a senior Imagineer like he is, who, who is from, from when you hear him speak, when you when you watch the way he's so passionate about his work, like. Joe, do you want to work on another like a warehouse attraction? Like probably not, to be fair. And also, do
1: you want to make another ride based around this new IP that we've got?
2: Yeah, that's
1: the other thing. I mean, Avatar. I think I know he did a really good job with Guardians, right? That's uh, and we're talking Mission Breakout, not the Epcot attraction. Um, but I don't know how much
2: he was that invested in it well he was working on avatar at the same time i think they both i think they both launched in the same year yeah but i mean
1: avatar would have been you know that been that, that was years in the planning before it started to get going and it seemed to take, take ages to get done whilst guardians was quite a quick yeah, it was, redo it. so by the time although you're i think they did open around the same time you know what he would have actually done to guardians would have been a piece of cake compared to actually designing and creating a whole world Oh, for sure, yeah. You know, that's that's just an overlay. A a very well-done overlay. But, you know, you didn't have to do this. You know, Tony, um, Joe, didn't have to fly around the world to look at locations for Guardians.
2: Yeah, I just watched a couple of films. Exactly. Um, But I, I think it'll be a big loss. I don't know. I can't really name you many other... Well-known Imagineers within the Walt Disney Company now, um, that are still actively working. No, they they don't feel like a, a very creative team anymore. Obviously, Disney, um, well, Josh was encouraging them all to be more creative than ever, um, a few weeks ago. But you know, they're obviously not getting any money, so I don't really know how that's supposed to happen. But I mean, they've got rid of a load, haven't they? What, over 500, wasn't it? I don't know how many there are, to be fair.
1: You can't imagine there's there's thousands of them.
2: Well, I don't know what they consider to be an Imagineer or not, because you often see them in the videos where they they look look like they're basically foremen on a construction site. Um, So I don't don't know. Obviously, there's going to be loads of different types from kind of concept artists to someone that's in charge of an entire project to, you know, whatever it may be. So I don't know... Like on the grand scheme of things, if there's, you know, a thousand, two thousand, five thousand,
1: I don't know. The problem is, though, is that none of the however many there are and however many are left, there's very few that you as you say you know. Why they're all retired, that?
2: really?
1: Yeah, what a good ones. But like what what I mean is, is that you don't hear anyone. Yeah, you know, I'm. You know, Joe rode I'm sure wasn't the only person that was heavily involved in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. But you know, who came up with the initial idea? Was it him? Was it someone else? Who came up with the the concept art? You know, we don't we don't hear from those people. We hear about him. Now, yeah. is he the creative brains, or are there really talented people, but he's the spokesperson?
2: It for me, it, it, I felt a bit of sadness on the news when it came out because it, it feels like it's the last nail in the coffin. and I feel like we're moving into an era for imagineering that followed after the death of frank wells where they're kind of just there doing bits and pieces you know it's going to be it's going to be cut and paste attractions for years yeah i think he, i think he could be right you know chapek doesn't care about the parks um at all um not not one little bit you know i just you know he, he you could say yes he has green some fantastic um lands over the years but i think right now where you see disney investing at the minute it, it's all in disney plus and content on there and obviously that's going to be what's making the money for the next probably five years you know if you look at the impacts of the pandemic people aren't going to tourism's not recovering for at least half a decade so you can see why but at the same time you've got to keep building to attract people back
1: well uh, especially with the kind of people that we are, you know, for us to go to Disney World, Disneyland, Disneyland Paris, whatever, they're not expensive. Uh, they're not like cheap vacations. They are expensive vacations. It costs us thousands upon thousands of pounds mm. to visit these parks. Obviously, the further away, the, the more expensive they are. Um And with the, you know, I mean, look, you, and, you and Craig are probably... Uh, not the best examples in this because you would go regardless, pretty much. Well, yeah, um,
2: I'm very, I'm in a very fortunate position where I am able to go more regularly. And obviously, the birth of my daughter means we're going to have an entirely new experience when we go, just you know, whether there'd be new rides or not.
4: Hmm.
1: But for me, like, I, I want to take my family to Universal and I will, you know, be taking to Disneyland Paris and everything, but. I don't really feel the, the need to go to Disney World right now. And not just because of the current situation, but it, Galaxy's Edge was good, and I do want to see Rise of the Resistance, but that wouldn't be enough to justify the huge difference in cost between a, a Disney vacation and a Universal vacation.
2: Oh, don't get me wrong. If if I had my choice right now, I'd, I'd be booking a trip to go to uh, Japan for Nintendo when it opens. That, mm. that will be my absolute priority.
4: Yeah. But you wouldn't go to Orlando and just to Universal.
2: No, and that's the thing.
4: You know, Walt well, Disney World is just so much bigger, you know. To me, if I go if I go to Orlando, I want to do them both and and other things. But Disney is still the biggest. It's the biggest in every sense. But it was going to be the biggest element. You're not going to fly all that way just for Universal. Well, <laughs> Actually you might for Halloween holidays nights, but <laughs> yeah, otherwise, about that. otherwise, you know, we from a UK point of view would we, we tend to go for at least two weeks and
1: But so you know. that that's the thing is really if you're going to Disney, we've talked about this before, you you kind of are almost forced to stay on property if you want to do Disney properly. Whilst Universal you could stay on iDrive, you could stay in other places in, in Orlando. And be able Universal's to do heading to do. that
4: way though isn't it I mean Universal's catching up with Disney in terms of the number, look at the number of resorts they've built in the mm. last 10 years and they're still oh, building They want know?
1: to, they want to compete in that way but, but yeah. the, the, the thing is I can go for 10 days to mm. Orlando not do Disney at all, do Universal maybe pop to SeaWorld or you know, there's lots of other things to see go to the beach, whatever um, you, and you have a much cheaper yeah. holiday You know for me to go and do disney we're looking at two or three times the cost
2: i think what's what's happening i know we talked about it before but i think what's what's happening is we're seeing that shift back from resort stays to like villa and kind of smaller hotel stays because you know when you look at disney's prices for 2021 they're more expensive than, than they've ever been with almost no benefit to a uk visitor anymore
1: and if we're talking about um, you know, Disney launching, you know, five new e-ticket attractions across all the gates. That's an incentive to go. But we're not getting that. We well, are obviously- getting new attractions, but that none, Uh, you know, and even, you know, even for me with Tron, you know, that's not enough to make me just drop everything and go to Orlando.
2: Well, like *Rise of the Resistance* for me is—I'm—I'm I'm proper excited to, to go and see it. Yeah. And it had it not been for the pandemic, I would have seen it. But the problem with that is you're getting <clears> so many people turn up and unable to ride it. And you are how...
4: a I mean, you've just—you've just got to kind of, you know, you just got to go with the flow, really, right now. It, this is—I I know they've got problems with with ride of the Resistance* in terms of the reliability, but they'll—they will resolve that. I mean, you know, they—it's they've, not the we've reliability seen them do it. though.
1: It's not just the reliability. The problem is with that ride is it's not built the capacity that it needs.
4: But it's... they'll still improve it, Nick. It, it may always have big queues, right? But they, they will improve it. And, you know, it, they'll figure out ways to get more people through that. It may never, you know, it may always be uh, hour, hour and a half, two-hour wait. But, they, but people will put up that... Um, if it's good enough, right, and then they'll they'll add other attractions.
1: But you do have people that are there for you know, especially Americans that are only generally there for like five days, mm-hmm. who for that entire duration cannot get a boarding pass. And at at, think, the, minute. at well, the minute, yeah, at, yeah, at the minute. But we had the same we had the same kind of issues with Toy Story Mania until they built built another track. Mm-hmm.
4: You That's know, right. if they're going to do they, same with Soarin', yeah, and if you're so going to if you're going to expand
1: it. on it thing fine but i that's not in the (laughs) when are they going to afford to do that
4: not right now but i mean again you know you just got to take a long-term view you know and and when you look at the money that they've spent and the money that they're still spending okay everything's up in the air for a year or two absolutely but you know tron guardians of the galaxy rise of the resistance the ratatouille raid i know it it probably isn't big on your list, but there'll be some little kids that'll enjoy it. Um, you know, the Star Wars Hotel, the Space Restaurant, you know, they're they're spending a lot of money. They're, 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 they're adding restaurants at Disney Springs, they're adding resorts, Riviera, the Skyliner. These are huge projects. I mean, massive. They are. You're, you're seeing gonna... that in the cost. Yeah, you are. Yeah, but they're still getting the crowds. So, why wouldn't they? Do you know what I mean? I mean, hey, I, I, I wish Disney was as cheap as it used to be when I first started going back in 98, but it isn't. And it isn't because people go. Oh. Right? It's it's tough for, for us that remember it when it was cheaper and not as mm. busy, but the bottom line is the parks are full. The resorts are full. I mean, take COVID aside, right? Up until COVID, it's busy all year round now. Used to, I used to go in October, and it was really quiet. I mean, you wouldn't wait twenty minutes on like the top headline attractions. You'd wait twenty minutes. Everything else was a five minute walk on. You don't get that now, at all. No, Pretty much I agree. Any time of the year.
1: I agree that that, that why change anything while you're making money. I, I can I I completely understand that argument. You, you know, but they you're... are
4: changing things. They are changing things. They're making money and they're changing things. Uh... They are spending a lot of money and adding a lot of stuff, right? And they have added a lot of stuff. I mean, if you just go back, if you go back 10 years and then look forward 10 years, you know, New Fantasyland, um, Star Wars Land, the Skyliner, a couple of resorts. Pandora. You know, Pandora. It, it's, it's huge. You can can't you know? You can't ignore that. It's the money they've spent is massive, and and okay, the next couple of years are probably going to be a bit lean and mean because they've been hit so hard. I mean, you know, we'll talk about it later. But Chris, they've just cancelled January and February cruises on the DCL now, right? So they've lost a huge amount of money. So that is going to have an impact. It's going to have an impact on every business, though. It's going to have an impact on every country, every government. You can't, you know, you can't point the finger at Disney and say, "Oh, you know, that's your fault." It isn't. No, you're just getting caught up in it like everybody else. So no, it's going to be a bit, a bit rough for the next couple of years. I, but if I you take
1: ten years. If you take your 10, 10 years analogy,
4: mm-hmm.
1: ten years ago, a three week holiday for, uh, you know, for the two of us to go to to Disney World, uh, staying on property, university tickets, all that kind of jazz, as well. Yeah. Um, you know, costs us less than three grand. That's true, but
4: I mean, it's supply and demand, and that's what I'm saying. No, so,
1: oh, no, no, I agree. But what, what I'm saying yeah. is, yes, they have invested in all this stuff, and, and absolutely, but mm-hmm. that same holiday now would cost me um, almost three times as much.
4: Probably. I'm not denying that, but then the same is true for Universal, right? Universal relative to Disney isn't as expensive, but it's probably still three times what it was you know, 10 years ago. And I went to Universal 10 years ago and they weren't putting in any new attractions and it was deserted, right? Everything was a walk-on. We, we, we made the mistake, the first time we went to Universal, we brought express passes. At the end of the day, we gave them away to our family because we'd only used two of them. <laughs> and we only did that so we could ride it and then go straight back on it again. I think it was Spider-Man and the Hulk. And that was at the beginning of the day. We didn't know, but and that was if at peak time. Now, that was between Christmas and New Year.
2: If, if you look now, you you probably could do. You, you know, express passes do come in handy now. Oh yeah, yeah. But not then. No, no, I I agree. It definitely has got a lot busier. I mean, I've always gone, tended to go for the last probably twelve years or so September October time, and I I, I also remember the time where. It was just dead. I mean, especially Universal, but even Disney. And now it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's September, October is busy. Maybe maybe there's a quiet time at the beginning of September, normally. Like, you get maybe a few, like a week at most, where it does yeah. feel quite quiet. But outside of that, it's still round. Yeah. But it's funny. I
4: mean, I've always subscribed to touring plans when we go, and mm. the crew calendar is fantastic. But it, I'd love to ask Len Tester this question. If you could go back... 15 years ago, say, or 10 years ago, a three on the crowd calendar is at the same as a three on the crowd calendar today. So for anybody that doesn't know, Mm. they score each park each day, one to 10. 10 being like Christmas Day, absolutely packed. One being, you know, very, very, very quiet. And we've been, last year when we went, most days on the crowd calendar were twos, threes, and fours. And it was much busier than mm. 10 years ago at the same time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, we've got, uh, so we're planning a trip in 2022, I think, with a, a few of our friends. And they were saying, you know, we've got to go for New Year's. It's amazing at New Year's. And I'm like, there is no way. You couldn't pay me to go to the parks on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Mm. And they were like, well, we, when we went, it wasn't too bad. You know, it was busy, but it wasn't too bad. I'm like, when was the last time you went New Year's Eve? Oh, I was yeah. about 10 years ago. Okay, well, yeah, you don't want to do it now. Yeah. Well, even, I mean, we went
4: 2005, Christmas 2005, and up until the 24th of December, we went on the 14th, and up until the 24th, it was really quiet.
0: Mm. And on
4: the 24th, it just went crazy. And we went to the Magic Kingdom on the morning of Christmas Day. We, we got there early. We got there for rope drop, and we got in. And by the middle of the morning you would not believe how busy that part was they'd shut the park right mm-hmm. so between christmas and new year even back then it, it was chock-a-block yeah right so i mean you know look at it now it's just it's just nuts
0: it took them five years to get over nine eleven, and if you walked into the mess room and joe roadie was sitting there would you sit on his table i wouldn't because i bet yet yeah, he is one boring bastard. That's all no, i somebody with that kind
4: of hearing can't be boring, Craig. Yeah. He's, he's, he's interesting.
0: Oh, I'm not being funny. Joe <laughs> Rody <laughs> would go, oh, hey, Craig, so how are you? And I'd go, I'm all right, Joe. And all he's asking me for is because he wants to tell me I was eating unicorn poo that he got from the Himalayas on the back of a dragon after he slayed <laughs> a dwarf. That is, I that is interesting. You're no. just going to
1: say, what's boring about that?
0: I, I, I just want to eat my like ham butty. Story, yeah. I, I've, look, look, Joe, I'm on $12 an hour, mate. You're a millionaire. I've got a ham butty. You've got the corpse of a unicorn Craig, you're feasting on. I'm going to sit over there and I'm Craig, going back a, to work. As a castman, I'm glad to see I, the back of him. As a, a castman,
2: you should be very lucky to be on $12, $12 an hour. I'm sure that a lot of them are on probably half of that. I'd well, be so more
0: impressed
4: if he slayed the dragon, not the dwarf. By the way, but and there's, there's
0: thirty thousand reasons why he shouldn't have put a post on Instagram. There's thirty thousand reasons he should have just went off into the background and absolute dissipated. nonsense. No don't
1: talk, don't talk rot. If anyone, I, I don't get his mindset of riding off into the sunset like the quiet cowboy or something. Right, that man. Has done some of the most impressive work ever seen in Disney theme park. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's got a window on Main Street and made up for him. Has he got? No, there's, he has. There's, pe- there's people who would go into food banks because they've lost their jobs? No one cares. I
2: think the the one the one thing that I will Jesus. the one thing I will say of him, and I do, I do like him, I, and I've ripped him a new one on several occasions because of the yeti, and that's still he made a promise to fix that before he's he's left, and obviously he's not doing that. So there is time. There is time, but it's not going to happen. Um, (laughs) The one thing I will say about him is he has changed the way that we see and the world sees zoos and the preservation of uh, wildlife and the Disney Conservation Fund and all of that, like he massively inputted into. And I think the world is a better place and animals have a better chance of not being made extinct as a result of the work from Joe Roddy.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's I think well said. I think Joe he's done some good stuff, and I'm I'm sorry he's gone. And I think I don't know if it was Craig or Nick. I think it was Nick who said, you know, he's he's the last of the big names, yeah. No. Nah. So, and I think it, I, I think the big names will come back, but it'll be quite a few years. I think we're going to have a bit of a bit of a dry spell post-COVID for quite a few years. And Craig, you mentioned nine eleven. What a, what a great comparison. How much bigger than 9-11 is this.
0: Mm. Exactly. This will take 10 years. 10 years.
3: But I think at the end of the day, you can be be pissed off at Disney for letting so many cast members go. And I think it's well documented on the podcast that we are pissed at Disney for letting that many cast members go. But you can also be sad that a Disney legend is leaving, retiring, slash potentially being pushed out. You can you can have yeah. all of those feelings at the same time, Greg.
1: Plus, yep. plus as well, plus as well. I, this isn't. I've got isn't, all
0: them feelings, to be honest.
1: But let's be honest as well. This isn't Chapek that's going and made some statement on on Instagram that he's leaving. Right, Joe Rode, was not. He didn't decide on people being made redundant. And in no. fact, what's the that Joe Rode is the kind of person you'd expect to make this kind of stance because he's not happy with how things are. That's not even Mm -hmm. something we've even discussed and we're not going to because we ain't got time to. But, you know, what's to say that he's taking a look now at the state of the company, what is happening to his peers, what's happened to his friends, the colleagues that he's worked with, that he's, he's loved working with over these years and thought if they're treating these people like this, do I want to be associated with them anymore? I can go off and take my retirement now and I can just go off into the sunset and not have to be here to see what happens next, because I'm, I, I don't want to see what happens next.
4: He can't be that nice of a guy, though, because apparently he's eaten unicorn, which is an endangered species, and he's killed a dwarf. <laughs> right. You know.
1: Before we move off on this, <laughs> uh, this is going to be a tangent, though. Um, <laughs> recently, I heard a story. It may have been for her 40th birth. I'm not entirely sure, but um, Jerry Halliwell asked for a unicorn, um, to be at her her birthday party, and her people were scrambling around trying to um, hire um, a unicorn, and um, she overheard someone saying, oh, "We can't find anybody that's got a horse that has you know a, a, a unicorn uh, horn to wear." And she said, "No, I didn't ask for a horse dressed as a unicorn. I asked for an actual unicorn." And she didn't know that unicorns didn't exist.
2: I mean, you have to question some people being allowed to exist, don't you, sometimes?
1: I I think a lot of people. uh, Janie Halliwell can exist
0: all day long, my friend. She is gorgeous. I I don't think... I'll get her the the unicorn.
1: I'm pretty sure that's not how we judge who lives or dies. Look, there's a lot of... um, Beautiful people that think Tommy Robinson's a hero. So that just goes to show looks are definitely not everything.
4: We'll probably um, get a unicorn. Um, that <laughs> is a Tell, tangent. <laughs> I'll have my people talk to her people. Where did I put that super glue?
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: I'll I'll go to Joe Rhodes, I'll go in his freezer. There'll be the head of a unicorn. I'll deliver it to Jerry Halliwell's bed tomorrow. She'll be fine.
2: I just think we'll just fly her out to Hagrid's um, Magical Creatures Motorcycle Adventure. There's one on there. Yeah. She probably thinks that's, a, that's not even an attraction. She probably just thinks it's a, a bike experience. A lovely bike ride in the country. That's
4: probably the unicorn that was left over from Flight of the Hippogriff when they changed that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sad,
1: sad times. Um, she'll
0: go past that animatronic and she'll go, well, it's not Disney. And then she'll get <laughs> off.
1: Bet she won't. Um, Joe Road, if you're listening and if you want to tell us about um, how tasty that unicorn was that you got from uh, the Himalayas... Uh, feel free to drop on next year, uh, open invite. Um, yeah. Right, Mr. D, I think you said you had a little bit of news.
4: Yeah, yeah, a um, couple of things. Um, so Disney announced that they are going into partnership with a company called Brightline, who, according to you guys, that's a, a virgin amalgamation, or a virgin, anyway, it's a, it's a train company, and there's going to be a high-speed train which is going to go between um, Orlando International Airport (MCO) and Disney Springs, which will be uh, which will be quite exciting. So presumably, that would mean the end of Disney's Magical Express.
2: I was going to say the same thing.
4: <laughs> yeah, um, but I guess if it goes to Disney Springs, then you know you you would need to get a resort bus, or maybe they have maybe they put some kind of some kind of bus on, but you can get buses from Disney Springs to all the resorts. Um, but whether they would put like a dedicated shuttle bus on, I'm not quite sure, but it sounds quite exciting. It sounds like a, an interesting thing. And then that same train then I think is going to continue down the, uh, I guess it's the east coast of Florida, all the way down to Miami. Mm. So yeah could be interesting.
1: The one thing that, Uh, amazes me about America is the the lack of trains. And I mean, I know America does have trains and, you know, lots of cities have trains and stuff and subways Mm. and whatnot, but you know, in this country you, you know, you can literally get a train all over the place. Yeah. Whilst America it's not really...
0: What amazes me about it is I've just been reading the article there and we, our railway is built on the foundations of the Victorian Railway, basically. And we can do 125 mile an hour round mountains, you know, tilting left, right and centre. These are going to... This Florida is flat and straight at speeds of up to 79 miles per hour.
2: Whoa!
0: (laughs) Come on now, please. (laughs) High speed? Didn't I say high speed? 79 miles per hour. Ah, lads.
4: I guess the distance between MCO, if it was, if it's a relatively straight shot, the distance between MCO and Walt Disney World isn't going to be that far. They probably can get up to 125 miles an on hour.
0: Oh, quite easily.
4: Yeah, how long? Well, you know. So yeah, how many miles do you need to get up to cruising speed, Craig?
0: Um, about five minutes. And you're up there,
1: right? I mean, that's that's great. I mean, that doesn't tell us the distance. No.
0: No. Well. Yeah, but you do, when you're getting up to, you're doing two miles a minute at 125. So, what, in 10 miles, you're up to line speed, if that. Right,
1: okay.
0: I, I'm doing 95 mile an hour between um, Liverpool
2: South Parkway right, and Runcorn. But the
1: speed limit's 60.
2: It's seventeen point, <laughs> It's 17.8 yeah. miles, according to Google.
4: 17.8, yeah. So, I mean, would it be worth getting up to 125 miles on a 17.8 miles?
2: I'm I'm assuming as well this, this train is going to be built in the new, um, the huge new international building they're building at uh, Orlando Airport. Yeah, yeah, I so guess, wouldn't you? I can't yeah. see any overheads, um,
0: so I'm guessed it's third rail because it won't be diesel, mm. so maybe that's got something to do with it.
1: Yeah. I mean I think I think it's uh I think it's a positive.
0: Oh yeah, I, I agree. Oh yeah. yeah. amazing. It'll it'll be fantastic. I would I would quite readily do that. I'd get off MCO and I'd bomb along. And I think there was another station planned for the third gate at Universal, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that would
4: that would make sense, wouldn't it? I mean it you know, be it'd be a bit um a bit of a coup if uh, only Disney had a station. Yeah.
1: I suppose it'd be interesting to see where they would have stations because you'd you'd think that they'd have one on iDrive. Yeah. Probably you'd ideally want it to be located nearer to Universal than anything else. Yeah. Um but you you'd like to think there's one there as well as Disney. Because even if yeah. you, even if there's just one at the third gate of Universal, how are you gonna to get to the other gate?
2: Can't they just like um attach it onto the the Walt Disney World Railroad track, and we can't just stop right outside Magic Kingdom. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Suitcase.
2: <the>
0: <laughs> Basically, what do you do at Disneyland Paris anyway? Yeah. Very
3: much.
1: I mean, Sinead, how did you, because you, you've been only only just, but you've been to Orlando less than us. Um, you know, what was your experience of flying into MCO and, and then getting to the parks?
3: Well, see, it's slightly different coming from Ireland, um, and I was actually only i've only been talking about it this week so the way things are in ireland is you actually go through american customs in dublin airport or in shannon depending which end of the country you're flying from so there's a point where you are officially on american soil but you're still in dublin airport so you go through it's american customs agents you go through you go through all your visas and stuff so it means when you land an mco you go through the same path the americans go through because you've already cut clear customs so Wow. It's absolutely a bloody doddle going from here, and then you just go hop on the the MCO monorail and that, get the bus.
4: Does that mean you're not in the international terminal, though? You're in a domestic terminal. Are you still? In, are you still being an international terminal? Yeah.
3: This was five years ago. I've no idea.
4: I would, I would guess I so. Had even no though you're <laughs> well, Yeah, I don't know because I've done that. Really?
3: The only time I've ever been the
4: island was clearing customs in Dublin on my way to Chicago. And so I'm I'm not sure if I've ever actually been to Ireland or whether I've just been to America. I don't know. Because <laughs> it was American, all American people, American yeah. Marines, you know, everything, the whole kind of customs America
0: experience. Yeah. I have to yeah. cut American shops in that little bit to make you feel a bit American-y.
3: No, it's still all the diddly-eye shops. <laughs> oh. But, isn't,
1: but am, I, am I not right in thinking that when we get through customs at MCO, You've got the main bit that we queue up in, which is for international travellers, and then you've got the bit down the side for American, like for, yeah, for American travellers. Yeah. So they cut the queues anyway. So we, mm. we still end up in the same bit. It's just yeah. that we have to queue for a long ass time because it's full of rowdy Brits.
4: But what um, is this new building going to be, though? This new terminal? Is that that's, just that's, going to be for internationals? That's actually,
2: yeah, I think that's just going to be international. Yeah. It's so, going to be
1: international travel, though, not international They're not going to split the people off the plane, are they?
4: No, but if you're coming in from Ireland and you've already cleared customs and you're not going to go through customs, are you going to come into the international terminal or not? Because if you're not, you're then going to have to get a shuttle to the international terminal to pick up this train.
2: As far as I understand it, the new terminal that they're building is going to be international and then the current one will be domestic. Um, How are they treat Ireland? I don't know. I would assume domestic if they pass customs.
3: I would assume, so, though, I would assume they would still, because obviously I'd say it would be to do with the size of the plane, because obviously domestic mm, planes well, might not be quite as mammoth as the ones that go transatlantic. They, so they I'd def- say no. it would probably be flights that would be coming from the likes of Europe or wherever else. Yeah, They'd Probably all go into the international one, because it's still an international flight, but they might just have, because, like, Americans will still come in from international yeah. places. Mm-hmm. Yes, good So surely they'll just have separate queues like they do in every airport. Yeah, what what has Ireland got that we haven't done? The Americans Why? bloody love us, so... Well,
0: everyone <laughs> bloody loves you, but I
3: say?
0: now that... Are we because we're in Europe, maybe, is it? Or that we can't do a similar thing? Ireland's in Europe. So maybe... We... What? <laughs>
3: Oh it oh. is, yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> is. And and I, think it's, just, <laughs> I think it's just I think it's just because there's that link because yeah. I can't remember when it's when it was put in, but it's yeah. because there's just that link between Ireland and America, and every American thinks that they're Irish in some way, shape, or form. So I think it was just an agreement that was made between one of the presidents. So it's in both Dublin and Shannon, and like one of my boxes in the UK, she now flies to Ireland to then fly to the US because she has less hassle going through customs. So she'll fly from London to Dublin to then go over to the US.
4: Oh, it sounds like less that's hassle. the plan. So, well, like so only 100% of what you said there, Craig, was wrong? Only 100%. <laughs> I, know, I know, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of Brexit and everything. I was thinking, oh, yeah, we're not going to be in Europe anymore. And then I forgot Ireland was in Europe.
4: <laughs> you need I'll to speed honest. up on your
3: Irish history, Craig. I know. Oh <laughs> only man, the, Sinead, the
4: I, I watched a YouTube video right about a week ago on on the history of Ireland and how did Northern Ireland become Northern Ireland? Oh my God, that's so complicated. Jesus yep. Christ! I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I can tell you now. I watched it a week ago and I couldn't tell you how. Did
1: it involve a chalk line?
4: Oh, it involved all sorts of things.
1: You see this line? If
0: you cross you that, that, that's to the North. List armies. The history of Ireland, from the year 600 to the year 1,000, the north knocks seven bells out of the south, and the south knocks seven bells out of the north, and they all take turns being king. It, well, it started, it it started with William
4: the Conqueror, didn't it? That's started it started before
0: then. Kicked off. Well, according yeah. to this video, anyway. Kicked when off the Vikings then. arrived, the Vikings founded Dublin.
3: Yeah. These are the random messages I get from Craig on a Saturday morning.
1: <laughs> I apologise for ever <laughs> introducing you two. Um, look, all I want to say is after watching the like toy show this weekend, um, I am now going to be going back through my family history to see if it's possible for me to claim an Irish passport. I mean, yeah, Brexit does also play into that, but also just because that seems like a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think another another transport option from. The airport is welcome because at the moment your options are pretty limited to getting a cab or Uber um, or hiring a car. You ain't Magical Express if you so. stay at Disney. Yes, yes, of course. Um, and it'll be I'm amazed that
4: Universal hasn't started a Universal Express. I don't, I don't get that. But anyway, uh, I don't it's,
1: it's, it's a good point.
2: I'm sure, I'm sure they've got, um, they've definitely got a stand in the same bit as Magical Express. Yeah. Yeah. I don't you know whether... you heard it's...
0: of that. Me and Stuart yeah. did transfers and it was Mee's.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah, but that's that's like um, an associate thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Mee's does some
4: thing. of the transport for Disney as well, don't they? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're just yeah. a bus company. I say just a bus company. They're a big bus company.
1: Well, also they're they're taxis as well, aren't they? Mee's yeah. is one of the big cab firms out there. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I think I mean I think any 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 kind of transportation like that is good. And also as well, it's obviously gonna be greener because it means yeah. less less pollution on the roads. So yeah, yeah I think mm-hmm. it's good. Is there a, is there an ETA on that, Mr D?
4: I don't know. I knew you were gonna ask me that question. Um I'm afraid I've let well, you down you should have badly. yourself. I'm gonna go and uh, punish myself in a minute. By having another gent. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it sounds like a good punishment I did have
4: another piece of news if I can make up for it that way we talked about they were done some firework tests I think the last time we talked about it and yes. they've now announced that they are going to have impromptu um, mini firework displays I suppose you would call it but mini fireworks while they're projecting onto the castle uh,
2: that's mini without an E right
4: yeah without yeah. an E yeah yeah,
2: yeah. I've seen them and I'd say it's many without most of the letters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, it's just a bit of a kind of pop.
1: I mean, I think there'd have been a lot of uproar. I mean, there's already a lot of uproar. Right. I, I saw a video before I, I, I came on here tonight. Um, some family on TikTok moaning about how a magical Disney is at the moment and how this wasn't there and how that wasn't there. And the, the commentator was like, well, that's because there's a pandemic. that's because there's a pandemic because that's it but there are going to be a lot of people that will feel it's unjust that there's no christmas fireworks or new year's fireworks Mm -hmm. so i suppose this is the happy medium of yeah well there are fireworks then there's not a lot and there's not going to be a proper thing but at least you're going to see some fireworks if that's what bothers you so
0: impromptu fireworks is basically a freaking polished terrorist attack they'll be running for cover to be
1: honest, impromptu fireworks is exactly what happens in this country from about the third week in October
0: exactly until the
1: second week in November mm. every day.
4: Well, I think you know, it's, it's the holiday season. Um, they like say they're, they're trying to do something, um, still charging people the same price for tickets. So they're trying to give them a little bit of characters, a little bit of a parade, these little mini, um, characters character cavalcades, kids i think we call them mm. and now you're getting a little bit of fireworks as well so there's a pandemic as you say, and uh
0: look if if we were all local we'd all go yeah oh yeah we all listen to podcasts so we know yes. that it's not a hundred percent um no. what it should be at this present yeah. time that's right so we'd make that choice and we'd still go yeah, yeah i mean you, I would, you know I'm... what americans are like they're all self-entitled they're all selfish the, the queue for guest services there, that must be the plum job to get. Oh, uh, Billy Bob, you're working in guest services today. I bet you Billy Bob sets himself on fire before he goes to work. It must be absolutely horrific.
1: But I wouldn't be going
0: right now. You're, so you're, you're, you're a local. Old. Like Craig said, if you're a yeah, local not, and
1: you've yeah, got okay. an annual pass, why yeah. not? Oh, no, no. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. If I, I thought we just talking in general.
4: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you I mean local means in, in in the case of the states, which is such a big country, local means yeah, New York you know, surrounding states, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. And, and again, you know, you're gone for a couple of days. You're not gone for two weeks or three weeks like we do. It's a different it's a different ball game. So yeah, yeah you know it isn't a full Monty or isn't exactly what it would normally be, but for two or three days you can still have a good time. It's better than being at home when everything's kind of, you got no cinema, no theatre, you know, go to Walt Disney World and get 70% Caricky. of it, you know? Mm. Why not? Yeah. But, yeah. as you say, people, people should know what they're getting. Don't complain about it. Don't go and then complain about it. I Do your research it, and find that.
1: I find it very hard for anyone to be doing that right now that doesn't already know. There's no praise, yeah. there's no this fireworks, there's you know, yeah. certain things that are closed, certain restaurants that are closed. It, in today's day and age and you're not going on a whim, you must know this stuff exists. So also, regardless
3: well you have to know there's a bloody global pandemic going on. Like yeah. out of bare, like, unless you are really are living under a rock, no, there but, is nobody I, that doesn't know what's going on right now.
4: No, but Shanae, the Shanae, anybody who's been to Walt Disney World, right, has seen the phenomenon that I'm just going to describe. Right, you go to Walt Disney World. You've done your spreadsheet. You've done your ADR six months in advance. You've booked your fast passes three months in advance. You've done all your research. You get there, and you bump into the family who pulls out a map and says, "You know, we're Splash Mountain." You know, they haven't a clue what's a fast pass. It's a small percentage of people these days, but there's still people like that. So you can yeah, bet there's people who go. And, and say, hey, when's the fireworks on or when's the parade on? When's the three o'clock parade on? You
0: know, I'm Get in the queue to buy food mm-hmm. and you stand in the queue for 20 minutes, you look at the menu, you have your wallet out or your magic band, whatever you're paying with, and the guy goes, oh, hey, happy to serve you, and you give him what you want and you pay and you go, but you stand in front of the family who... Doesn't look at the menu until he asks, and then doesn't know how to get the money out until he asks for money, and you're pulling your hair out. Americans are thick? Well, no, I mean obviously. Well, no, as, there's, as a there's plenty. Of. Of, there's plenty of thick
4: other nationalities as well, Craig.
0: Can I?
1: Can I just?
4: Plenty of smart uh, Americans. So the, the, being an idiot, being an idiot isn't particular to one country. I can I pretty like much assure like you i like picking that. on
2: Americans. I know the, you do. Know. The country that just voted to uh, leave Europe yeah exactly we
1: and and <laughs> we've got kind. we've still got an idiot in charge let's not forget we've uh, started, 70 yeah. million
0: americans voted for them
4: and people in manchester and other places have been party pandemic parties and things like that we got our, we got our own minority and it is a minority share of idiots just can like i can else. i
1: tell you the work the single worst thing i've ever heard in the magic kingdom this was 10 years just over 10 years ago
4: the music for it's a small one.
0: where am i pooping
1: I- I will tell you the second worst thing I've ever had Kingdom. <laughs> and that is a family pulled out the map, looking at this map, stopped didn't stop me, stopped someone else, and said, Um, can you show me where the Harry Potter area is? <laughs> now
3: if I had a Euro for every time someone got in a genuine argument about me as to where the Harry Potter section was in the Disney store, I could I could at least go to D L P for a week. <laughs> I had one woman ask me where the one direction section was, and I was like, they are cute and all, but funnily enough, Disney haven't created them. So, mm. no.
0: To be Don't fair, Disney that. could have created what them. One direction section. It is, it is easy know. to
4: believe they are CGI, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sinead, was there any partners you, you wanted to uh, bring up?
3: There was. So, Hong Kong Disneyland had to close today for the third time. Due to mm. a rise in COVID cases, no! we shut
0: them down.
4: Yeah, are you and oh, wow.
3: me? Yeah. Half the parks no, across the world are closed.
1: So, um, did they just not op- re- open up their brand new castle? Yep. Wow.
3: Yep, but last week.
1: <laughs> I mean, probably not the wi- wisest thing to do anyway with what's going on right now. Um, yeah. Have they? Have they announced how long they're closing for?
3: No idea. Um, I think they just are going off what the government says. They says that they are going to be in close, I suppose, communication with government. So as soon as it's safe for them to open, they will. Um, but yeah, last week it was their 15th anniversary and they mm. opened their brand new castle and now they're closed again. Wow.
1: I mean, obviously, Sometimes. this podcast, we don't really focus too much on it. Um, we have a separate podcast, not for Hong Kong. We don't have a podcast for Hong Kong. But we do have Discover DLP. An idea. No, it's well, that's that's a, that's an idea Craig can run with. Um but we do have Discover DLP where we talk about Disneyland Paris, but just in case uh you you're not aware of, of what's going on because we haven't released a new episode since this news broke, um they were expected to open up uh for the Christmas period. That's been denied. They are now opening up in February. Um so that's gonna be another three months ish that they would have been closed. Um, so that's 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 half a year, that's that's almost six months in 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 twelve months that they'll have been closed for. So not as drastic as Disneyland, obviously, but still pretty significant. Um, I mean, it's very really, stupid anyway, to be honest. But yeah,
4: yeah. I'd already touched on DCL; they've cancelled cruises through until end of January, early Feb, depending on what ship it is.
1: Yeah, well, I tell you where I heard that news. Mm-hmm. Mickey Waffles. Go and listen to uh-huh. that. Go listen to the lovely okay. Sinead. Yes. Yeah. Go and listen to a podcast where Sinead can get more than one word in every ten minutes. <laughs> Men such idiots. Um Ryan, did you have anything you wanted to bring to the table?
2: Well, I very kindly let um Sinead take my news, so
3: <laughs> You're too kind, Ryan.
2: There are well, some
1: gentlemen still around. <laughs> Yeah, and but most of them aren't on this podcast. <laughs> I think I think that's been proved tonight. Um right. In that case, let's quickly just move outside of the parts and we'll talk a little Literally bit. Literally about... didn't ask me. Oh, Craig.
0: No, no, it doesn't matter.
1: No, it does matter. It no. matters to me, Craig.
0: No, honestly. You've gone too far now.
1: Do you want Take me to play you... the MyTune tune, Tune music?
0: Yeah, yeah, over this bit. Yes. Yeah. Take your crocs. And your veganism <laughs> and your trolley. Uh
4: oh. That's a, a lot to shove somewhere.
0: And your camouflage outfit. Right, it was a jumper. Don't forget it's his, don't forget his
1: cravat. Don't forget his cravat, Craig. Hard work without a jumper. Come on, Mr. <laughs> Day.
0: And that mustache you wore in 2016. Take them and just go, will you? Just go. <laughs>
4: I got some. Oh, that's pretty team. I was I was hoping for some.
0: Um, yeah, so I'm on Disney I. Parks and beyond.
1: Can't I can't wait yeah. to wait till we're on the other one. <laughs> yeah, wait till we're on the ego <laughs> yeah, where okay. again. I did actually get spotted yesterday. No. Uh, out in public by someone I know with my trolley. <laughs> and she actually tried to talk to me, but I didn't hear her. So she was actually willing to talk to me, with my shopping trolley, but there you go. Right, let's go and have a look at what's going on outside of the parks.
2: The Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com.
1: So, Craig, okay. I'm going to come to you first.
0: What's okay. been going on
1: outside the box?
0: Well, I've only got a little bit of news, and I, I think you probably all know anyway. But... Um, don't, don't start me, will you? <laughs> um, Disney Plus Star is coming soon. Do we all know this?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh. Has it been announced? Yes. When? Not on this podcast. Yes. It hasn't? Yes. I'm not having that. Um, it's
1: a service unless unless things have changed. It was a service launching in India.
0: No, no, no. That was let me. Um, I've got all the information in front of me here. Star include will be including general entertainment movies shows from brands such as ABC, FX, Freeform, Searchlight Pictures, and Twentieth Century Studios. It'll be fully integrated into the established Disney Plus platform from both marketing and a technology perspective. So that says to me it's going to be within the Disney Plus app. Um, It'll feature more mature content from franchises such as Deadpool, Aliens, Predator, Die Hard, along with ABC shows, Grey's Anatomy, FX shows like Fargo, Unlike Hulu, it won't offer live TV. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It's already out in Disney in India, and it's called Disney. Uh, it was called Hot Star. In, in India, it's been rebranded oh, as right. Disney Plus Hot Star. Yeah,
1: we that, we did talk about Disney Plus Hot Star.
0: Now, it's getting ready for an announcement, and this is all that we've got. If you go on the Instagram and you go on the Twitter, um disney plus star all one word have been uh, given the ticks the official ticks they're all protected tweets they've got no followers they've got one post each so go and follow them and get ready because i, I mean i don't know if anybody is interested in actually subscribing to it is anyone going to
2: well I, yeah i'm assuming that they're gonna i'm not gonna pay extra for content that should already be on there.
0: Well, this is the thing. Uh, what what is a price point that is, is that everybody is a, a happy to pay? I, I'd be happy.
2: Price. I'd be, I'd be happy if they put the cost of Disney Plus up to eight pounds, nine pounds a month, and just had everything in, in one app, like every other streaming service does.
0: Well, that is what it sounds like it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a standalone app. So, do think moment,
2: so? At the moment
1: What's... in America, with Hulu, you can add on ESPN Plus, yes, and obviously Disney Plus. So it's one app, but you have those include like you know you have those kind of bundled in. So it's still one app. It's just that they're, they're sectioned off. So my guess yeah. is it's going to be similar to that, but it'll be almost like the reverse of that. So you'll have Disney Plus, yeah. and then you'll have Star as as you know, one of the the tiles or... or Oh, here we
0: go, here we go. Um, It isn't clear yet where Disney Plus Star would be launching, but it could launch anywhere outside of the US and Japan, leaving it wide open to launching countries that already have Disney Plus, such as Canada, the UK, Australia, New Zealand, Latin America, and across Europe. More details of Disney's streaming plans for Star will be announced at their investor day on the tenth of December.
1: Now that they I don't. think Look. as well is because of Hulu. We don't like, countries don't have Hulu.
3: Mm. Yeah. They don't seem keen to try bring it anywhere, anyways.
1: Well, Hulu is isn't it like Hulu. a a faulty 40- Disney own like 40% of it or something. Like, it's not all owned... Some of it's owned by Universal. Some of it's owned by somebody else. It's got all of their content on. And it's a service that's been pretty much exclusive to the States. So Hulu, whilst we're all familiar with the name, it's not really a brand.
2: thing is, what is the point in having a kid's profile on Disney Plus if there is no real difference between the content that's on there. Like, I don't understand the point of even building the functionality in. There is a massive, massive difference. I'll tell you why.
1: Because I I don't think any PG-rated content is available in the kids' profile. There is so much. Because we we had, we, obviously, when we got Disney+, Plus, we just created an adult's profile, kid's profile, right? Yeah. And so we use, you know, on the kid's profile, we we kind of put the watch list things for all of their stuff and, and the adults one is a bit of a mixture of the two but there are lots of things that are kid friendly that aren't on the kids uh version of the app it's almost like it's designed for under five-year-olds the kids profile yeah pretty much i was there were there i can't was it it might have been like Home Alone or something that we tried to look for, not on the kids' app. Some of the Mickey Mouse shorts on, on, the, on the kids' app. like It's it's ridiculous. There, there were so many things that were like, why is this not on here?
2: But, but this is why like I'd be happy to pay eight, nine quid a month for Disney Plus and the kids' profile actually means something. And then the adult profile, normal profile, just has American Dad, Family Guy, Die Hard, Alien, like everything is on there. And I could just access in one place.
0: How much of that stuff though are you regularly going to access?
2: Family Guy, American Dad's. Um, well, Bob's how, much,
0: how many times are you going to watch Die Hard before you die? Do you know what I mean?
2: Every Christmas.
0: <laughs> Apart from <laughs> it, yeah. Is that worth <laughs> the extra
2: three pound a month or potential? What? Right, but you're not bonus?
1: paying. You're not paying three pound a month for Die Hard, are you? You're paying three pound a month for everything.
2: Yeah, I mean, if I'm getting updated seasons of American Dad, Family Guy, Bob's Burgers, like I am with The Simpsons, then I'm definitely paying it. You got to remember as well, Craig, that
1: Hulu in America makes its own programming. So, for example, um, they did a TV series. It was originally supposed to be on Disney Plus, but because of the content, they moved to Hulu. But they made a, a series based on High Fidelity, the movie High Fidelity. So, and Hulu have released films. I watched one this year called uh, Palm Springs, which is coming to Amazon in January over here because obviously there was. Hulu could show it here because it didn't exist so Hulu makes its own programming as well as having that legacy stuff like your aliens, like your Predator um, like the, the more grown up animated things like Ryan was saying you know there's a lot of stuff that should be on Disney Plus because they own the content but it's not because of, and, and hence the different name as well, well like even- Disney very protective of this name as not being associated with anything adult
2: so. Even shows that haven't gone ahead that were promised, like the Lizzie McGuire reboot, which is, is the reason I understand it's not gone ahead, is because oh, Lizzie McGuire's 30 now and she's an adult! And it's not kid-friendly. Yeah. yeah. And there's disagreements between Hilary Duff and the, the writing team and the execs at Disney because they don't want to tackle adult themes. Um. So, hopefully, if this goes ahead, it means that we can have content that isn't just meant for kids. And I think Mandalorian is very close to bridging that gap as it is. I think they get away with it because it's Star Wars.
0: Well, it's rated people yeah, but people, people die in Mandalorian every episode.
2: Yeah, I, I wouldn't, think, I wouldn't think that's happening in Lizzie McGuire. Mm, I don't know. Oh, maybe she
0: has maybe got a flamethrower.
1: Yeah, maybe it's about a serial killer or something. <laughs>
0: Um, but you'd think, right, um, bringing Hulu over here would protect the Disney brand because calling it Disney Plus Star, it's still got the Disney name in it. In the 90s, what did they buy to protect the, the Disney brand? Was it Touch, Touchstone? Yeah. Touchstone? Well, no, t- Touchstone.
1: Touchstone? Touchstone was a another production company that Disney released films on. I mean, even, The Nightmare Before Christmas was released originally by Touchstone you wouldn't you wouldn't know that now but, but like, uh,
2: then it was who like does anyone other than disney actually care because if if the kids profiles only show kid content then unless you're an absolute idiot then your your kids aren't going to be seeing dodgy stuff on disney plus are they
0: well i mean amazon has only just created different profiles on amazon prime this year and I'm not even 100% that they're password protected like it is on Netflix, but they have only just produced it. So it, that my whole family watched Amazon Prime on one profile mm. up until a couple of months ago.
1: I, 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 I don't know why they have to protect the name so much. I think the the, the days of Disney being known as that kid-friendly company, and only that kid You know, for any company, went out the window years ago. Like when you started buying stuff like Marvel and Star Wars, gone. I think so. Yeah, well, I know they're
4: twelves. I disagree a little bit. I disagree a little bit. I mean, they have kept, even though they have kept them somewhat separate. I mean, everybody knows that Disney owns, or a lot of people know that Disney owns Marvel and Star Wars, but they still get branded as Marvel, Star Wars, or you know. Um, sorry, Marvel Disney or Star Wars Disney and then proper Disney Disney is a separate thing. So if, you, if you've if you got young kids and you go into a shop and you buy a proper Disney DVD, for example, or you take them to the cinema to watch a Disney movie, you, you know it's kid-friendly. You know it's family friendly and it's going to be fine. Yeah,
1: right? That still exists. That's the Disney name.
2: But That's yeah. solved by having the a decent profile system in place like that's an easy like that's a thing that already exists
4: uh well that's yeah but then that's controlled by the parents disney want to control it they want to control their own brand they don't yeah. want to leave that up to the parents
1: now what doesn't make sense to me is the fact that they're trying to call this disney plus
4: star or whatever if you just Star's it, a terrible name, it's just like it's really, not, sort of, yeah. really cheap and nasty.
1: Not only not only is it a terrible name, but also there's that big American cable network called Stars with a Z mm-hmm. at the end. So it already sounds like something else anyway. Um there's so many other things they could have called why, why can they call it t- Touchstone Television? Which I, I believe is actually still one of their companies. I think they still make TV shows under the touchstone banner. So you know, there's lots of things that they they could have done. Obviously, they couldn't call it Miramax TV because you know.
2: But we used you know. the Fox name. Just have like a separate channel for Fox, and basically anything Adult Disney owns now is Fox. Yeah, yeah, that would,
0: that would have made sense for the most
3: part. Yeah, I think they're trying to get away from Fox because of everything that's gone on with Fox News. I don't know if well, they it's the only thing they didn't buy.
1: Was it. It? it? Was the only thing they didn't buy was Fox News? Yeah. Out that whole thing, I. I mean, has anyone seen the leaked video? Yeah, I
2: wasn't convinced it was. I don't think it's real. I don't think it's real. It looks. It, it does.
0: Of it
1: looks what, quite Stars, fake. Stars Plus. So, um, oh no. In the same way that when Disney Plus was launching, you know, we used to get we got those adverts on like the investor presentations. Do you, Craig, do you remember when we we were we were chatting during the live launch of Disney Plus? Yeah, in America. And they were showing those videos. So there's there's this video that's been released apparently for this new Disney Style service, and it shows you know like you know clips yes. from Deadpool and clips from Alien. And what was interesting was the the clip for Black Widow, which said um, streaming and in cinemas April 2021.
2: Um, but in in the video didn't didn't it come up with like Disney Plus and then like 18 plus, which isn't even terminology yes. that's used in America
1: uh no but then they don't you know we don't use tv 14 but we have it on disney plus over here or we have 14m or whatever it is for mandalorian um and also as well we're talking about something. you know that press release that craig read out you know the us and was it japan i think you said the only countries that this isn't listed as launching him yeah now disney plus 18 already sounds better than stars Disney Plus it, Oh, 100%, yeah. So, you know, I, I'm I'm not I'm not angry with that. Um, but regardless, I think it was just somebody with a bit of time on their hands that whacked that something together, which looked very good and did look quite realistic. But the content of it was what didn't make it feel real to me.
2: I mean, don't get me wrong. If they do this, I'm all for it. I'm up for paying a few quid more for it. Right now, all I'm watching on Disney Plus is The Simpsons and, and Mandalorian. So I'm I'm through 16 seasons of The Simpsons. Once I'm done, it's going to be a case of cancelling after my year and, and renewing again when Mando Season 3 comes out. Yeah, you say that, but I mean, we're getting to the the, the start
1: of where we're going to start getting more content again, aren't we? Wonder Visions in January.
2: Yeah, that is true.
1: The other Marvel stuff won't be that far behind. The new Marvel documentaries, by the way. Has anyone watched Marvel 616? No. no,
0: it just doesn't yeah. jump out
1: at me. Well, it should do The first episode is about Japanese Spider-Man. It's brilliant. I didn't even, even realise it was a thing. I'll, I'll check it out. So it's... I think it's eight documentaries. They all vary in length. From about 40 minutes to... Uh, we watched one the other night. It was about an hour and ten, I think. Um, and all all based around various different things. So obviously like episode one is about Japanese Spider-Man, which i only became aware of about a decade ago but i've been fascinated with ever since um we watched one yesterday about uh, toys and and marvel and like how um that's evolved over the years and a bit of pop finals and, and that in there as well um and then we watched one about women in marvel and about um you know the like la- the lack of women uh creators and writers uh and also the representation of women characters in the comics as well um they've all been really interesting that i've watched so far actually and we've watched them all together and uh enjoyed them i think my daughter's really getting a, a kind of buzz out of it and it's it's good for me because it's giving her a bit of an introduction to marvel she still hasn't watched the films yet but she knows my interest in it and she knows some of the characters so this is like a good learning experience for her um but uh, you know when they put stuff like that out, it's good and uh, that's yeah. a
2: good. Sorry, Ryan. I was going to say I've, I've added this to my list and I think you raise a good point. I think overall, the documentaries on Disney Plus. I've done the Animal Kingdom one. I did the movie prop series. Yeah, and obviously the Imagineering story. Of I've, I've seen quite a few documentaries on there and they've all been really good.
1: Yeah, Agreed. and when they drop stuff like that, it's it's you know not worth the price of admission alone, but. It's good content. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um and isn't, saying... there, isn't there a second Mandalorian uh, spin-off documentary rumoured for December?
1: I I wouldn't be surprised to see one.
0: I haven't seen the first one yet, like neither have I. Might, I got... It was good, actually.
1: Yeah, I wanted to. I just didn't I just haven't got a chance here yet.
2: But Dave, Dave Filoni in that documentary cements himself as a god. Well, we'll we'll talk about why he's a
1: god in just a minute. Um but, um, and also, like, we're getting more films as well. Like, has everyone seen the trailer for Godmothered yet?
0: Black Beauty's on there.
1: Yeah, has, anyone, has everyone seen the trailer for Godmothered yet?
0: <laughs> no, but I've, no. I've, I've
1: heard about it. I mean, it's essentially um, Enchanted, but with a fairy godmother instead of a princess. But it looks like it could be a bit of fun around Christmas time.
2: Is... Like, you know what? I don't mind those types of movies on Disney Plus because I've paid very little for the service and you know what it's it's just fun isn't it yeah
1: yeah so i'm I'm, I'm all for that and as craig said black
2: beauty is on we should
0: organize well. a new year's eve black beauty watch party
2: uh no we shouldn't i didn't think that 2020 could end as badly as it began but you've just proved me wrong <laughs> i mean i tell you what I'll craig i like everything
4: about that idea apart from black beauty <laughs> yeah,
2: give, me, give me a good film
4: <laughs> yeah
1: I'll tell you what, Craig, if, um, as it looks like it's probably going to happen based on what's happened so far this year, that the world is actually going to end at midnight on December 31st, 2020, then I will organise a watch party for Black Beauty. If that's not, if the apocalypse isn't happening, then no. Um, But, Ryan, you mentioned uh, Dave Filoni there, and you mentioned about cementing himself as a bit of a god. I mean, have we all seen the latest episode of The Mandalorian?
4: Oh, cool. No, yeah. don't spoil it. No. Oh, oh my
1: God, Mister Day, you're. Oh, it was. It oh, yeah, was. No. It
4: was planned, and it had to be delayed. Right? Oh, That's all I can say. What do you mean? Like
1: you've, you've had three days. Yeah, but I'm not the If
4: it was just me, Nick, I would have watched it on Friday morning. But I watch it with Carrie and Heather. That's it. You know, no, Hell tell, Half tell No him. fury, but two. But he got jobs sport. or
0: something. What did he do? Or, or something.
4: Or something. Right. So no, uh, i
0: have
1: watched that You know, sue me. Unbelievable. Um, I mean, look. Do, do you we, want me I make or
4: make a cup of tea while you talk? Nah, talking about it?
1: I didn't. I didn't want to talk about spoilers anyway. But I, I will say this: it is the first. No, actually, so that's a lie. It's the second episode of The Mandalorian that I've rewatched. That's not because I don't like any of the other episodes. I think they're they're all very enjoyable. But it was just so much in this particular one that it it warranted a rewatching again. That evening, and I'm it took my, a
0: while without with talking in code. It took me a while to figure out who it was, but once I what? figured it out, I was like, Oh, no, I knew I knew I knew her, but <laughs> I couldn't God. place her.
2: Um, and now I know. Can we also talk about the uh, the, and the, this isn't a spoiler at all, but the cameo from um, Disney Imagineer as well? No, Joe Rody? no, not Joe Roadie. <laughs> The Asian guy in it is a Disney uh, Imagineer.
1: Really? Yeah. Is
2: yeah. he? Is he?
0: Yeah.
1: I won't make felt... sense actually because I was trying to work out why he didn't have a bigger like his name wasn't in the credits properly and I was like, why is that? Yeah. because he, I don't think he's acted before.
2: <laughs> the one with the beard. I can't. I can't really reveal
1: it without spoiling it. But. I mean, Jesus Christ! Craig, there wasn't that many people in the episode. No. <laughs> Process yeah, of exactly. elimination, like
0: no. <laughs> He's an established actor. He's in he's in a Canadian TV show for uh, a soap opera set on a train for a, for about two hundred episodes. This,
4: oh, is, that this the, is that the post apocalyptic train. Been
0: no, talking about the same guy.
1: This this sounds There's like
0: only one Asian guy, innit?
1: Right. This sounds this again sounds just like when Craig was making up that song before we started recording. Sounds like Sanky I Don't just remind
0: made him up. of the
1: song. Um, I mean, anyway, it's
0: on the Looper YouTube channel. I'm talking
2: about Wing Chow.
0: Yeah, the pilot. Dance
2: all days. It, not, not the pilot. Oh, it's Wing Chun, sorry.
1: Wing Chun. Oh,
0: oh, the other one.
1: Anyway, um, this see, it's always difficult with the second season or something. Is it going to hold up to the first? I mean, we've watched things like the, the Walking Dead where that started to fall off a cliff quite early on and, and, and other things. No, it hasn't. Yeah, it did.
2: It really did.
1: You are the only one, you are the only one left watching it. Um, but I mean, I, I think already you can say this season has been a, a massive success and, well, and long. May me, continue. me and you,
0: me and you, Nick, have been talking to Colin off yeah. half and half scarves, yeah. And this season or this series has got him back in love with Star Wars so much so that he's been agonizing whether to watch Clone Wars or not. And Ryan. Nick has never seen Clone Wars. I've only watched it this year. I've got Sinead watching it. Are you watching it now, Gail? Yeah, I've only watched two episodes of it, though. Oh, get
3: okay,
1: it. It's a start.
0: It's a start. Ryan, tell, them, tell the now why you have to watch Clone Wars and Rebels.
2: I mean, Clone Wars and Rebels really now set the story up for where Mandalorian's going, I think. But they are such good shows that explain so much about what has happened during the course of the, the, the films, the f- different force powers that there are, what happened uh, di- from a different perspective on the Jedi Order during the prequel series, and then um, uh, uh, building up the rebellion in Star Wars Rebels. And I think Clone Wars starts off quite kiddy, it, 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 yeah. and then it really found its feet, and then started to get more and more adult as it went on. And it's the last season in particular is just incredible like some of the best Star Wars content they've ever made and I really 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 want Kathleen Kennedy to step down and for Dave Filoni to fill those shoes
1: and I, and I think it will I think it will happen I think it's a matter of time
2: I think it is um, yeah.
1: what's interesting though is as much as we've got people like Colin who you know it, it, it's this has saved Star Wars for them in kind of like getting out the franchise I also know people that hates it completely oh, gave up after like two episodes,
0: no. which
1: bamboozled me because
0: People.
1: the first, I mean, even the first episode alone, I was like, how can you watch that, ep- that first episode and not want to see what happens next?
2: So, so I know Dan, um, you
1: know him. Well, that's good. Cause you do podcasting with him a lot. <laughs> obviously right. Dan from
2: theme park trailer was not the biggest fan of the first series to a certain point because he felt that the, it didn't really tell a consistent story. It kept, like, basically it was like one-off and then go and did something else and then a one-off. But I know that he is, he is a fan of the show, but that was his problem with the first season. He, he's not had the same issue with this one. I think the story's kind of being told properly now, but I kind of get where he was coming from the first season, particularly with the first few episodes, where it was very, you know, almost I, I... like one-off special, and then the next episode is another one-off special. I get it because my wife will watch it. So, so Fridays,
1: my, my, fr- my Friday morning routine now is we take my daughter to school. We then have about 50 minutes by the time my Ooh. wife gets home before my son needs oh. to go to school. So, we then watch The Mandalorian before she has to take him to school. That has become our Friday morning routine. And, um, and she enjoys it, but she does get frustrated with... The fact, And I I said, it, you know, it's the list hobo syndrome where the main story is kind of deviated from because they've found something new to that day or somebody needs a, a helping hand, so they go and help them before they carry on on their merry way. But regardless of that, even though that, that's the thing and it's clearly stringing out the longer narrative, what you get is so well done and... Enjoyable to to watch and you know see the world that they've created. That I don't care that they've taken a story which per- Look, Let's be honest, the Mandalorian could have been a two-hour film.
2: Oh yeah,
1: easy. Yeah. Um And what they've done is they turned this into a series. But I'm 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 all for that. I don't care but, that they're padding it out do, because. Do, you out seem like to
0: stuff. be pulling though from um, long forgotten. Uh, games from the, the early 90s and stuff like that. Stuff that isn't canon. They're yeah, making definitely. It back in and yeah. Making it canon. I mean, or, or at least giving it a nod. It's amazing. It's very clear
2: that, that Dave Filoni... And, and, and Favreau, I think, to a certain extent, obviously, is he's, he's the overall series owner. But I think it's very clear that Filoni and uh, Favreau as a team, like they need to be leading Star Wars moving forwards. Yeah. There's no one that I know that disagrees with that. No, I
1: think you're I think you're right. Um I just looked at the time. Mm. This was supposed to be a really short show.
4: I told um, you it wouldn't be.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. What? Cuz I'm on the show. It was going to get dragged out. Are you say am no. like the Mandalorian of this podcast. It's just we've never out? done a
4: quick. Our idea of a quick one is like an hour and a half minimum. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit. No, look. Before the election,
1: right, we did one that lasted about forty-five minutes, and that was the shortest show we've done in years.
0: Who was on it? Just you.
1: Yeah, it was just me on my own. <laughs> uh, and even then, that you know, the songs only made up two minutes of it. Um, no, but we we had. Well, basically, we, we stole an idea from Sinead, basically. For Mickey Waffles. Um, seems to
3: be a common theme on this episode.
1: What, well, of seeding your ideas?
3: <laughs> Read Joe's Instagram post now.
1: I, I, look, hey. I gave you full credit for that. I didn't pretend <laughs> that that was my own idea. To be um, fair, I mean,
2: how many shout-outs is that show getting?
1: Mickey Waffles? True. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm basically, I made a deal with Kate where she'd pay me like a euro every time that I mentioned Mickey Waffles. So, so I think I'm on about 25 euros now, which is fine.
2: It's going to be
0: good I, the ones around europe <laughs> I, I listened to mickey waffles the other day i took a shot every time kate immortal uh waffled um f off Whew, i ended yeah. up in finland with a skinhead with a dog named fred
1: yeah that's that sound about
4: right
0: thanks does Kate.
4: again on your train
0: again.
1: so we've got a list of 14 questions yeah. Now, normally, just, 14 questions, you know, Mickey Waffles, I mean, it didn't take you too long because there's two of you doing it, but it's, there's there's more of us. So, for that reason, I, I can't, I, we can't do that on this
0: episode. We just can't. Why can't we? Just Let's just bang them out. Are let's you, do a two-parter. Come on. Does anyone want to go to bed? I don't. I'm full of whiskey well, on, and tea.
1: Miss, I know, I know Mr. D, since, Mr. D has a on. routine. Like, I don't want to interrupt Mr. D's routine. Have you got I'm time good. to answer 14 questions?
0: Who's at half eleven? Oh,
1: okay. I'm good. Right, well See? tough, tough. That's 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 plenty. Right, okay. We won't leave this for the next episode we'll of these now. Right. So the first question on the list is and I'm gonna go around in, in order of what I decide. So what is your favourite Disney park to visit at Christmas? Craig, I'm gonna to come to you first.
0: I've never visited one. At
1: That's Christmas. not the question. The question isn't have you visited a Disney park at Christmas? It's what is your favourite Disney park to visit at Christmas? So, hypothetically, you can go to any Disney park at Christmas that you want, anywhere in the world. Where are you going?
0: Disneyland Paris. Because it's bloody cold and it's Christmassy. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Can't argue with that. Uh, Sinead?
3: I had said Hollywood Studios because I love the like, vintage-y decorations. I think they're fab. You you're
0: you getting sweaty. That's not well,
4: Unfortunately, they're gone.
0: Well, no. The, Os- oh. the Osborne. The
4: Osborne, the Osborne Christmas lights light. are gone. Yeah. yeah. I'm amazed they though. haven't done that at Disney Spring. Some of Oh, they, they were great, weren't they? Yeah, they were fantastic.
1: I did really not understand the hype until I saw a video. Because I... The last time I went near Christmas, it was about a week before they actually launched the lights. So I saw them mm-hmm. being put up and I could see there was a lot of them, but I couldn't really work out what was going on. And then when you actually watch videos of them, you just think, wow.
2: It's it's stunning. I, I was so lucky enough to view them in their final year. And yeah, we were blown away and we still fondly talk about it now. Yeah.
1: So Mr. D, what about you? What's this got? That's a
4: tough one because I... I automatically just jumped to Florida but when you said it was around the world I mean we've been to Disneyland Paris just before Christmas and it was bloody freezing and and that made it that did make it Christmassy but no I think I think I think I'm going to stick with Florida Um, and I think I think Epcot really um, just because it's a more adult park it's a big park you've got all the different countries all the restaurants and the the bars and things like that. I just think that would be a good time. So I'm going to go Epcot.
2: Uh, Ryan? Yeah, Epcot for me as well. And it's not just because it's my favorite park. I've actually never been able to do the festival of the holidays because it starts quite late. Like I think it starts this year, November the 27th. And even for my three week honeymoon, we were on our way back home the week before that. So mm. it's something I've always wanted to do. I, th- I will do it one year, but. Um, yeah, definitely love to do festival of the holidays at Epcot. Um,
1: I I would have also gone with Craig. Well, I would have I would have literally gone with Craig probably. Um, but I'd go Disneyland Paris. Um, I've been there a few Christmases, not um, actual Christmas, but during the Christmas season. They do a really good job. It does get bloody cold at times, um, but also um, not not that they have done it so much recently but i used to build um santa's uh, log cabin in the back of uh Frontierland, um in the woody's roundup area and you know it's the most christmasy thing i've ever the, the most uh, magical meeting of father christmas i ever experienced was at disneyland paris when i was about 25.
0: santa's log in woody's backyard
1: yeah honestly like it was amazing and off. and he was bilingual So they would ask you as you were queuing up where you were from, and then he would speak to you in your native tongue. He was absolutely amazing. And the the setup looked like a a movie set. Like it looks just like you was in like the North Pole. So it was amazing. So yeah, Disneyland Paris by a country mile for me. Um, Next question is, which holiday drink from a Disney park would you like to try? So Craig. Butter beer. (laughs)
0: Sorry. Um... Sorry. I, th- yeah. I don't know what a holiday drink is, so i just put a single malt whiskey.
1: Uh, I, you can probably get those from various locations in Disneyland Paris, to be fair. Yeah, so. that's
0: what I thought. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Sinead?
3: I also couldn't think of any of the holiday drinks, so I just said I'd want a gloutini because I bloody love a gloutini. Oh, man, they are
0: so good. Are you can, a, you get a, a, can you get a double Glowtini? If you or buy you two. Just get a, oh. Probably.
1: Just by two. Are you a are you a blue or red glowtini girl?
3: Just depends on the day. If it's Christmas time, though, we'll go red. We'll keep it festive. Fair enough. Fair enough.
4: Um, Mister D. So I did this thing. It's called research. Uh, oh, <laughs> I probably oh, look never at you. heard of it. Yeah. Did I think you was coming on another <laughs> podcast or something. And it's called. So the one that I fancied on the extensive research that I did, took a bowl of 30 seconds, I think, um, using some new contraption called Googly. And it was the Beach Club Candy Cane Martini. And it's got uh, peppermint, schnapps, vanilla ice cream, grenadine, vodka. I think there was something else in it, but I can't read more on handwriting. Right, well, so, uh, Ooh, that does yeah, nice. more, maybe more, more vodka, okay. yeah.
0: I might have one of them, if you buy
2: Yeah, I'll buy my own. <laughs> uh, Ryan, what about you? I also did research and yeah. Jock Lindsay's is one of my favourite places in the whole of oh, Disney world. So amazing. It's so good. And they've got a Christmas menu and just because I found the name amusing more than anything else, uh, Jock's Holiday Nog. <laughs> um, the, what's worrying is the other festive drink is called White Christmas Margarita. So there are a oh, theme. <laughs> Uh, it's got uh, vodka uh, vanilla creamer uh, uh, garnished with a red sugar rim. Nice. Yeah, I've gotta be honest. I'll just cheat and say
1: um an egg from glatte from Starbucks. Mm. It's a good shout. Got I mean I would... the one thing the one thing that Which I
4: Starbucks though.
1: No. Well, I'm pu- I'm gonna be in Disneyland Paris, and so I'm gonna have to go to one in the village. Uh, well, that smells like horse poo.
3: Saddest what? Starbucks in the world.
1: It's a slow... actually, you haven't you haven't been to Essex. We've got some very sliced starbucks here as well. It does manifold. It, oh, it does manifold manual. I've never noticed that.
2: How have you not, not noticed that?
1: I mean, I don't. To be fair, I've I've gone in it about five times over my years. Like I Both don't. Days. You <laughs> Ryan goes five times in five days. Five times a day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I mean, the the one thing because. Especially in Disneyland Paris, that time of year it's normally really cold. I'm, I normally drink um, my weight in hot chocolate during that that period. So they don't really do they don't really do many festive hot drinks there. Oh, actually, no. I'll tell you what is festive. Mold wine, don't you? I was gonna say that's that is actually if you go to the studios and go to the little cart there, they do sell mold wine. It's mm. a good shout. So good. that's that's a good time to get one. You need something to warm your cockles. So, yeah, a mulled wine will do. Um,
4: And a hot water bottle for your goggles.
1: (laughs) Down my trousers. Um, Which holiday snack from the Disney parks would you like to try? Craig, I'm guessing this is going to be a cheese sandwich.
0: Um, I don't really eat food, so I'd have another whiskey.
4: Mister D, what would you get? So, according to my research, the thing that I fancied was called stolen bread.
0: (gasps) Oh,
4: I love Stalin. I love it. Stalin. I've never tried this stuff, so it's kind of like Stalin, but it's—I guess it's an American version. The funny thing is, they pronounce it stolen bread,
0: it's but, bread. It's,
4: but it's Stollen bread, and it looks good. Well, it's quite nice.
1: I've—I've had—I've had Stolen though that is like almost like sliced bread.
0: Isn't mm. it German? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's German, German. It should have marzipan in it. We ate the Germans. The Bondi really chippy. Love, I love marzipan.
1: I bought some. I actually bought some marzipan chocolate yesterday and made my daughter try one. And she kind of that that kind of grimace thing where she's not really sure if she likes it or not. <laughs> Bless her. Um, Sinead, what about you? What's your what's your go-to snack?
3: No, I'm not sticking to the fact I'm in Hollywood Studio, so I'm just going anywhere. No, so In on. the candy store in Main Street in. Disneyland, they hand make these ginormous candy canes, so I would want one of those, because they look amazing.
1: Nice. It's all right, like that to me is always a bit like the, the candy apples as well, where they look amazing, but I'm not having one.
0: It's, it's like the first 30 seconds of a candy cane is boss, but then you're not going to finish it, and then it gets all sticky, and then you wrap it up in something and put it under the pram. And then four hours later, when you go back to it, all the paper's stuck to it and all the colours have ran and it's all over your hands and you just... Well, it
3: at it least in. I actually picked a snack, Craig, so shut I... up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, fair
2: enough. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what about you? Uh, I'm cheating a little bit, but my, mine is available until the 30th of November. So technically holiday season um, and it's the pumpkin ice cream sandwich. Uh, I knew it was going to have pumpkin in it
4: <laughs> I expected that to have Latte on the end of it
2: <laughs> I had a PSL the other day Oh, Liverpool just living in its own timeline
1: isn't it <laughs> to be fair yeah. a lot of people say that about Liverpool anyway it's stuck in the 70s and <laughs> yeah,
4: it's, a, it's a scary place it's always Halloween in Liverpool he,
2: he
0: literally had none of the Christmas drink and I went oh you're having a laugh aren't you and she went, but we've got some pumpkins. But I'll go ahead then. Yeah. Oh, right, I then.
1: Sorry, sister. Please. Um, I I was struggling with this, but Mister, I'm going to have to nick your. I'm going to stolen your idea. Stolen my stolen <laughs> bread. Um, yeah. Because I I oh, that is just one thing I wish was available year round. I could eat that all year round. I love probably it. make it. it. Yeah, probably could. The problem is, and it's and it's the same when I buy stolen is. I am the only one that eats it. So, I try and buy the smallest one I can because I am going to be eating it all by myself.
0: All by myself.
1: <laughs> um, which part of, we'll say any of the, the main Disney parks, is your favourite June Holidays? So, Craig, I'll come to you first.
0: Tomorrowland. Because of all the neon in Tomorrowland, it's almost Christmas whenever you go. Mm. You know what I mean? So I've only ever been in August. I've never been in a Disney park in any other time of the year, apart from February in Disneyland Paris, but that doesn't count. So I'm going to say Tomorrowland at Walt Disney World.
1: Fair enough. Um, Sinead.
3: I'm gonna go Main Street in DLP when they do the fake snow and all the music starts playing. Oh, it's beautiful.
2: Good choice, uh, Ryan. Well, I'm gonna say Animal Kingdom. oh And they started doing more Christmas stuff last year, and it was really, really good. They had was that the... when they
1: put the Christmas hats on the animals
2: on the <laughs> safari tour? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just blast the snow in the lion's face. Just
4: release the reindeers into the wild. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He, lie, 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 lie. <laughs> they um they had these like um, animal puppets that they were using and they had like polar bears and like deers and it was all kind of puppetry in the main area and then they they decorated like dino land with uh, christmas lights they had um the amazing christmas projection projection on the tree of life as well and i think purely because i'd not done it before it was it was really cool and the puppets were really cool as well and the guests were loving it like interacting with like you can see the puppeteer, but just interacting with the polar bear and stuff like that, it was really well done.
1: Oh, that sounds good. That's good. What about you, Mr. Day?
4: I'm going to have to go Main Street, but Main Street, uh, Florida, Magic Kingdom. Um, sitting on the tables by the ice cream parlour, you've got the castle with all the twinkler lights on it at one end, you've got all the nice decorations at the hub, lots of poinsettias and uh, decorations on all the shops and then you got the massive Christmas tree at the other end of Main Street. Um eating a, eating an ice cream Sunday from the plaza ice cream parlour. Can't top it. Not the trade. Of
0: course you could get cherries.
4: You could have a whiskey.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> um I'm gonna I'm gonna go very similar to Sinead. Um I mean I I, I just think Main Street in Disneyland Paris is my favourite. I think it is just so beautiful anyway. Um, I'll be honest though, snow, I'm not a massive fan of the fake snow. Oh, right. I love it. I don't, I don't hate it, but I don't love it in the way that some people do. But I think the decorations they put around Main Street, um, they you know, always look really pretty. Obviously it gets dark really early. As well, you're wrapped up because it's so cold. You've got nice big winter coats on, scarves and hats and gloves, and it just feels really festive. And then you've got that amazing tree as well. So, um, yeah, it's my favorite part. Although, runner up though would be the projection show that they've been doing the last few years, the the goofy one on uh, the Tower of Terror in the studios in Disneyland Paris is really, really good. Really good use of that space. So, that would be my second. Um, if you could go caroling with uh, any character who would it be and what would you sing so Craig we know you can't sing we heard that before the show Um, but who would you go caroling
0: with it'd have to be Rapunzel I think um, just because she can sing she can yeah. she can sing and my favourite carol is Silent Night so there
3: you go fair enough uh Schneid. I completely when I answered this on Mickey Office completely forgot that it was a Carol, so I just picked a Christmas song. So I would said uh, Donald and Fairy Tale in New York because he's angry and I'm sure he'd enjoy the swearing at <laughs> it. So
0: You know, some churches might let you sing. Donald it. Duck sing <laughs>
3: hmm. over here, probably. Amazing.
2: Yeah. Uh Ryan, what about you?
3: I would
2: go with um dopey because i hate christmas carols and i hate (laughs) singing so i'd have a great time just not just turning up at someone's door and trying to get money for doing nothing
4: just literally stood there with dopey saying nothing with your pumpkin spite exactly
2: (laughs) Exactly. like look mate dopey's next to me have you ever seen dopey before of course you haven't give me some money (laughs) He's,
0: he's got a tinsel hat on and he's not afraid to use it
1: Um Mr. D.
4: I would I would go Carolyn with the Muppets from the Muppets Christmas. Oh my god.
0: Oh,
4: right. And uh, Silent Night is is also my favourite Christmas song or Carol or him or whatever it is. So we'll have that one first and then we'll have some of the other ones from the Muppet movie, Muppet Christmas movie.
0: John Denver and the Muppets singing Silent Night. Is literally one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard in my life.
1: It's not sure You've heard a good me. Google
0: that. I'll send you the link now. Right now, right.
1: got the whole album. Didn't they did they? do a whole. They did a holiday special, didn't they? Yeah. Um, I I chose Olaf. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we would do a mashup of um, Silent Night um, and then into Step into Christmas by Aunt John. <laughs> just because that's probably my favourite Christmas song and my favourite Christmas carol, so... Yeah. Nice. And he can sing. He can hold a tune. Him a okay. Um, what is your favourite Christmas tree on property? Does anybody want to say anything other than the one in Main Street?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Go on, Ryan. Uh, the, the tree at the Arm Kingdom Lodge lobby. Oh. It's magnificent it's um I'd probably consider Animal Kingdom Lodge to I don't want to sound like like a DVC owner because I'm not but I'd consider it to be our ideal home resort because when we can afford it we will stay there um it's not very often but we you know we our very first Disney trip together solo as a couple was at the Animal Kingdom Lodge we got engaged at the Animal Kingdom Lodge and we found out we were expecting um our child at the Animal Kingdom Lodge as well so that tree is is just lovely and it's it doesn't really fit with the African vibe, but it, it really just takes over the entire lobby and is 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 wonderful to sit around by the. You, know, you can kind of get a little bit of warmth from the fire as well. Uh, Craig,
0: mine isn't technically a tree, but it's tree shaped and it's a gingerbread. Um, um, what's the thing? Carousel at the beach club. And, again, mine is more because it's at the beach club, and that is my happy place. I've had two holidays there now, and it's it's just amazing. I love it. And they don't necessarily do a tree. It's a great big gingerbread carousel, and it's sort of tree-shaped. So Fair days. Uh, mm-hmm.
4: Mr Day? So Ryan came so close to the right answer. Right? <laughs> But sorry, Ryan, it's not. It's it's kind of, in some ways, it's kind of the sister resort to Jambo House. It's Wilderness Lodge. It's got that huge cavernous interior, but it, it does fit with the Christmas theme because it's nice. like the American, you know, National Park, Yellowstone kind of thing. So they've got the huge fireplace, huge living, you know, sort of living fireplace and a massive Christmas tree and all the log log work inside. And we were actually there we went to Whispering Canyons Cafe for Christmas dinner. The one, the one year that we did go for Christmas, and it was really Christmassy. The whole place was decorated. The staff were fantastic. They played uh, like a little like games with the kids in the in the huge lobby area. Um, just really Christmasy. Really good. Wilderness Lodge. It's
1: on the list. Tonight. Uh,
3: sticking with the um, hotel theme and stuff that's not necessarily a Christmas tree to follow on from Craig. Uh, I'm going to go with the gingerbread house in the Disneyland Hotel in DLP because it just, it smells beautiful, it looks beautiful and just makes that lobby that little bit better.
1: I mean, it's not a patch on the, um, the one at the Grand Floridian.
3: Oh, but I've not seen that one, so...
1: I've not seen it in real life, but I did see them making it on there's there's a documentary. I think it's called like making Christmas or something. Yeah, that yeah, like was thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we watched yeah. that the other week on a watch party. Um yeah. and it does look amazing. Um it is, yeah. I um I think the tree in the DLP hotel is is nice, more understated than some of the ones you find elsewhere. Um, but I really like the Christmas tree in um God, I've just forgotten the name of it. Um Sinead, what's what's the lodge? DLP Sequoia? Sequoia, Lodge. Sequoia Lodge. Jesus Christ, man! Nice. Um, it's not. Uh, it's not normally a spectacular tree, but similar to what you were saying, see about Wilderness Lodge, because of the uh, aesthetic in there, it just really feels Christmassy.
2: Oh, the Sequoia Lodge is the perfect and mo- and best winter Disney hotel. 100%. Yeah, I mean it's it's great any
1: time of year. For, for, like, sitting around also that <laughs> that fireplace and stuff oh, like that. Oh, great.
2: But, yeah, it just I don't think, screams Christmas. Like, I, I was lucky enough to stay in that hotel when DLP was covered in snow, and there was nothing better than coming in after a cold day, including snowball fights all that kind of thing, and then sitting by that fire and enjoying a drink. Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: what is your favourite Christmas souvenir? so Craig I'll come to you first
0: okay so as you've all seen my Christmas tree it's head to toe in Christmas Disney but the one thing that I see that stands out every time is the Guardians of the Galaxy mixtape Christmas decoration Hmm. because it just reminds me of being young and having mixtapes and it was from Disney and it's Guardians of the Galaxy what more can I say?
1: Yep. fair enough uh ryan
2: mine is um something that i bought for someone else but it's still kind of a souvenir it was a bauble two baubles actually that we had created in the christmas shop in disney springs for both um both of our parents and uh, they just said i think it was um congratulations nanny and granddad and that the day we got back from our our trip we saw both sets of our parents and we gave them that. And that's how we told them that they were, had a, a grandkid on the way.
3: Ryan, that's the cutest thing I've ever heard.
2: See, I sometimes I can be lovely. I mean, it's very, very rare.
1: I've been listening. <laughs> I've, I'm about halfway through the, uh, the Jurassic world fallen kingdom episode. Oh, so I got mad on that. I got mad you, on that. You did get very, but, but I'm not going to disagree with you because I've made my feelings clear on that film. Um, Sinead, what about you?
3: Um, Mine is just, it's not necessarily a souvenir from the park, but it is something from Disney. So when I first started being a cast member in 2012, um, we got a Christmas bauble as like a cast member gift. Um, And it's like Mickey Mouse's torso and he's holding a present and has a Santa hat on. But the like base of it is kind of just looks like a snowball and Hmm. it has cast member 2012 on it. And it's just one of of my favourite decorations that ever goes on the tree.
1: I love it. I love it. Love it, uh, Mr.
4: D. Yeah, it was same really. I mean, I was, I was torn between. We got a couple of Christmas pins that we got when we were there, but I think it's gonna have to be some of the Christmas decorations we've got. And um, there's a couple of sort of good ones, but probably the one that we got in 2000. We got a, a Millennium uh, Christmas decoration, and we got it from that little Christmas shop that's in the studios right beside Mama Melrose and the, the Muppet Store. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, it's a wonderful Christmas I think it's called um, so yeah that's that's probably my favourite one
1: Excellent. Um, my favourite is actually uh, just a standard Christmas decoration that we got on our honeymoon um, we got one both times we got one the, the trip we got engaged and we got one at our honeymoon from the shop in Disney what is now Disney Springs the all year round Christmas shop um, mm-hmm. and you know I, I love the fact that you can get them customised so we, we got both from customised but I think they're always a good reminder of the trip but I am very very fond of the cuddly uh, Mickey and Minnie gingerbread people cuddly toys I just think they're really really cute mm-hmm. you know the ones I'm talking about yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, always hard to buy if, if you want them buy them in August because you ain't getting them in, in like December Not not happening um, Craig kind of answered this one but uh, question eight is do you have a Disney Christmas tree so Craig would you say your your tree is a Disney tree or is there a mixture of stuff
0: it's now um, 100% Disney to so much so that no tinsel goes on anymore nothing it's just Disney
3: it's not... pure I saw your photos of your Christmas tree there's Universal stuff on there as well
0: Oh, well, Universal is Disney, isn't it? <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: Harry Potter oh. is Disney. It's, it's alright, it's 97% Disney. <laughs> okay, 98%. we have got all three you. Universal decorations. Okay. Oh, I feel dead bad now. <laughs> no, we haven't got a Disney tree. Hey, you,
1: you, like, if it's more than 50%, it's a Disney Christmas tree, it's fine. We've got a
4: Universal tree. Okay.
1: Yeah, the tr- yeah. the trees is actually just a giant globe, <laughs> the universal logo like, on it. Um, Mister Day, what about you?
4: Yeah, um, not all Disney decorations, but every time we go on holiday, we we get a a, a decoration from wherever. So we've got mm-hmm. decorations, but most of them are Disney. We have got a load from most of them from WW but a couple from Disneyland Paris. We've got a big 1999 bauble. From Disneyland Paris, we've got two from the cruise line. Uh, we've got one from California, I think. Um, and yeah, but we but we limit it to one because I'd buy I'd buy like 10 every time we go, but mm. Kerry won't let me. She forces us to pick one, which is really tough. <laughs> I don't like her for it. We
0: we, we only get you 200 200 gift card for staying on property, yeah. that's what Kerry spends. Yeah. It doesn't go as far as you think, but yeah. no, it doesn't.
1: I was actually saying that, has anyone seen the decoration they've just released for the um for Tower of Terror? No, it's great. If you if yeah. you so the front of it is the Tower of Terror, but if you look around the back, it actually you can actually see the floors, yeah, and the effects on the oh, floors. Cool.
4: Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I need to look at that. Yeah. I was looking at one on eBay, which I which I think I'm going to put a bed on, and it was it was BB Groot with wrapped in. Um, like Christmas lights.
1: I think that was. I've seen that one, yeah. It's, nice. yeah, year it's really maybe? cool.
4: Yeah, I think it was last yeah. year, yeah. Yeah.
1: There's a Baymax one as well. Yeah. Very, yeah, sim- very similar.
4: There's so many good ones.
1: Uh, Sinead, what about you?
3: I have a Disney tree. It's not exactly Christmassy, though, because it's a lot of Nightmare for Christmas ornaments and a lot of like villains ornaments. So, yes, I technically have a Disney tree, but it's not Christmassy.
1: Course cool it is. I mean, I still can't decide what Nightmare Before Christmas is, where it should, should really should be watched, but uh, it's yeah. all year round. Well, I mean, there is that argument as well, yeah.
2: Um, Ryan, we we've got a lot of Disney baubles, but I wouldn't say we have a Disney tree. I think we 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 have a bit of a tradition in our family where my my nan used to give me like uh, a couple of. Like personalized baubles or special baubles every year and then when she passed away my my mum kind of carried that tradition on and this this year we got kind of you know first family Christmas and Piper's first Christmas personalized baubles so we've got lots of Disney baubles in the parks but it's not specifically a Disney tree there's lots of kind of memories on it and things as well yeah
1: and I think more than anything else I think you know Buying a, a Christmas ornament is always something good to come away with a Disney part from because yeah. you remember that holiday. So like the the, the bubbles we got, uh, the years that we went, you know, they're reminders of those holidays and how special they, those were. You know, we've been to Disneyland Paris and bought ornaments that of the year that we were there or if we didn't like the one of the year that we were there, it was something else that was available that year. So you you look at those you can look at decorations and go oh yeah i remember where we were when we bought this or what shop it was from or what holiday it was so um i think that's that's great i would say ours is pretty disney it's uh more than half of the christmas trees is, is disney decorations but there are things that the kids have made or things from family members that we've got as well so um but you'll be pleased to know, craig we've actually got um, a yellow submarine set of christmas decorations on there as well boom yeah the four beetles uh, the yellow submarine might be a blue meanie I'll have to have a look
0: it's gotta be a blue meanie I
1: didn't I didn't put the I didn't do the tree this year so I'm looking at it but it's, it's too far away for me to actually see but uh, I'll let you know um, what character would you want to get for a secret center and what would you get them Craig uh,
0: that's tough on this. I think I'd say Mickey Mouse just because he's the daddy. Um and what would it get him? I don't think it'd matter because he'd just be so positively overly made up. He'd be like, "Oh boy, pal, that's amazing." He'd just hot dog. Yeah, hot diggity dog. He'd just be made up. I could just get him a stick or a, a mouse trap or anything. Piece of cheese Probably not a mouse trap. Yeah he would love it. Yeah, he probably would actually to be
1: fair. Uh Mr D, what about you?
4: Uh, I got a couple. Um Mate wasowski. i get my pair of sunglasses, <laughs> Captain, Duke, a pair of gloves, and the genie a pair of slippers.
0: <laughs> Boom, drop the mate. Tonight. Um, time for bed, Mr
3: D. I Uh I really struggled with this, so I was having a look around and I saw I have a zero Funko Pop that has a little bone, so I'll pick zero and I'll get my new bone.
2: Oh, oh. Love zero. Uh, Ryan, what about you? I'm I'm thinking Donald Duck, and it's 2020, mate. Put some bloody trousers on.
0: I agree. Yeah, yeah I agree. I
1: agree. Uh, I would I would choose Luke Skywalker, and I'd get him one of those um, expensive <laughs> Marvel Legends Infinity Gauntlets.
0: <sighs>
4: we're gonna see him get a lightsaber from the studios. Nah, he's got plenty of those.
1: Doesn't need another one. Can't bloody use it though, can he? Could, could yeah. do, could do with a better hand though. So, um, you can invite three characters for Christmas dinner. Who would you invite?
0: Craig, Baby Yoda. Yep. Because why wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, and we can't. Yeah, just leave that there. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's the man about town at the moment. Yep, he's the yep. hot property. Yeah. Minnie Mouse, because I've proposed to her about six times now, and every time she said yeah and Snow White just because she was the first princess.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, um,
3: I'm just going to go with my three favourite villains because I think it'd be a bit of crack. So I'll go at Hades, Maleficent and Ursula. You don't be trying to kill you old meal.
1: No, only if you're trying to upset them. Yeah. They're not mass murderers. They only That's want... why
3: I'm inviting Maleficent. Yeah. when she's not invited that she gets murdery.
1: Exactly, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Mr. Day?
4: Uh, j- again, just for the crack, really. Mike Wasowski, the mad <laughs> hatter. Um, and I, and I couldn't make up my mind between the genie or Merida because she would be the only one that I'd, that would probably understand me being Scottish. That'd be a messy
0: dinner, that. <laughs> yeah. Be brushing be up fun. for ages.
4: <laughs> the man, if you got if you ever go to character breakfast at 1900 Park Fair. The Mad mad hard, is one of the best characters to meet at one of those breakfasts. I I agree. He is such a laugh.
1: Come for the Mad Hatter, leave for the breakfast lasagna. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That is a sight.
2: Uh, Ryan, what about you? Uh, Stitch, because it's my favourite Disney character. not not sure it, it would be a wise choice. Scrooge McDuck, because I feel like he, he, he would need to bring something to the table, given his cash. I'm not letting him in unless he does. And Figment, because, I mean, the imagination that you can have over Christmas. Yeah, or, or the you annoying... You
0: can roast him, stick an onion off his backside, and uh, <laughs> carve him.
2: You
1: could cook your turkey as well. Yeah.
0: You can have, have that, Keith.
1: Very, Very simple. Jack, Sally, Zero. Because um, I'd li- love to see my dog chase Zero around. I think that'd be hilarious.
2: You'd take some money on the Christmas dinner as well. Roll your train.
1: Yeah. Um, who would you want to spend Christmas
0: at Disney World with? Oh, you've missed one out there. I'll get back to it. Okay. Don't uh... pretend you've already got
1: your answers, Craig. Because you ain't.
0: No, I have. I've actually got my answers. I've done my Yeah. So I wouldn't go to any of the parks at Disney World or Christmas. I would go to Disney Springs and work my way up the bars and just get wasted.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can I can I can understand that. Um Ryan, you haven't yet would you want to spend Christmas at Disney World?
2: um yes i would probably spend it in like if i if i had the if the decision was on me it would be in epcot for sure doing festivals or holidays and enjoying the christmas fireworks but you know it probably isn't going to be on me anytime soon so we'd probably be in magic kingdom but ideally epcot fair enough uh sinead
3: i am i'm a little torn on this because i was in DLP for Halloween and I don't think I would ever do that again one because it was mental busy but also I didn't feel like I got to have Halloween because I couldn't do like the stuff that I would normally do and I would worry that the same I would feel the same about Christmas but I'd probably give it a go
1: you know what that argument's a little bit about how I feel about Home Alone 2 Lost in New York (laughs) look we know how that film ended up right but that's not how you would do Christmas away from home is it let's be honest no So, no. Um, Mr. D, would you go to Disney World for Christmas?
4: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely would like to go back again. Um, Probably, like Ryan, probably be Epcot, I think, for Christmas night. Um, I think it would be really Christmassy. It's great just walking around the lagoon, all the restaurants, all the bars. The atmosphere would be fantastic. And then fireworks at the end. Um, lots of places for drinks interesting drinks interesting snacky foods you've got the festival of the holidays on so you've got all those little food booths yeah Epcot for me thank you well I do pick up my tickets
1: yeah well not this year unfortunately Um, I don't know a bit like Sinead we thought about it before before the kids we thought it'd be a good idea Um, but I just I, I don't know it wouldn't feel that Christmassy. And like you said, I wasn't in Disney World when it was Halloween itself, but we were in Florida and we was in Clearwater. And, you know, there were some houses done up, which looked really, really good, but it didn't feel like Halloween because you weren't mm-hmm. around people. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to feel about Christmas. Um, Which Disney restaurant would you like to eat your Christmas dinner in? So, Craig... Where would you like to be?
0: Got to be the California Grill. The best meal I've ever had in my life. And not only was the food amazing, but the setting was amazing. You know, we walked in, 17 of us walked in. Nanny had just fell over outside the Magic Kingdom. Granddad didn't know where we were going. So we'd gone into the Magic Kingdom and was watching the band play. So we had to go looking for them. There was chaos and carnage. 17 of us walked in, and they were so professional and wonderful with us. And he sat us on our tables, two tables, right next to a couple who just got engaged. It was hilarious. But then you're looking out over them views, and then you can go and have a drink and watch the fireworks without all the palaver. And it was just perfect. So there.
1: Um, I'm taking a leaf straight out of your book, Craig. Um, like, in fact, did I, did I tell you to go to California Grill?
0: Um, you did tell us to go to, we've always wanted to, but we've always put off because we always had little children and mm. it's always a bit, it looks a bit posh and all that. But the, last year was nanny and Grandad 70 years old, 50 years married, auntie was going home the next day. It was one of them things that we had to do yeah so we did it it was amazing
1: yeah like you it it was probably the best meal I've ever had on Disney property just the experience the food itself the service just uh being able to watch the fireworks on platform just just everything uh stars aligned um yeah just just the best so I would happily go there for my Christmas dinner um Sinead
3: um, I really struggled with this one because I wasn't sure but I mean you both sold it to me so I've got California Grill as well.
1: <laughs> a, close, a close second for me would have been Waltz um, because I've, I've never eaten in there but I can imagine being able to look out over
3: Main Street at that time. Yeah, see, DLP
1: I, California Grill. Same, same. Yeah.
3: See I said Waltz on the Mickey Waffles episode but then I'm kind of yeah. like the reason that I've never been to Waltz is one because it's always close but two the veggie Jeez. options are always crap.
1: Yes. Yeah. No. That so, that has also put me off as well. Yeah. Do
3: I want to have a crap vegetarian option as my Christmas dinner? Probably not. So. Let's
1: pretend they've updated the menu.
3: There we go.
1: Yeah. Uh, Ryan, what about you? I'm going for
2: a steak at Celia. Thought
4: oh, you would. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, <Shocker>. uh, <laughs> I knew I knew that was coming.
2: The um, I do think the interior of the restaurant actually would work really well on Christmas yeah. Day. It's, it's got a really like. St- kind of snug winter feel to it and I could happily enjoy a nice steak on Christmas Day, have a few glasses of wine and really have a lovely time.
1: Uh, Mr D?
4: Yeah, so I had a list, I had a short list. This was the toughest question, I thought. Um, I mentioned before, the one time that we did go to Christmas, we had dinner in the Whispering Canyons Café in the Wilderness Lodge, so that is a great choice. But the reason why I wouldn't pick that this time is we had relatively young kids then, and it and, and that restaurant is very very kid friendly, but it is pretty noisy. There's a lot of kids running around, things like that, and they have games where you where you run around, so it's great for young kids. So I would say definitely a big recommendation, and the whole atmosphere of the Wilderness Lodge. But now that our kids are a bit older, I definitely wanted to go for something that had a the right sort of feel. So like Ryan said about the Selle, it has got that oldie worldy feel. I did think about Cinderella's Royal Table in the castle. Um, wouldn't be my first choice as a restaurant, but again, the theme, and you're in a Magic Kingdom on Christmas Day, mm. maybe. I also thought about Be A Guest. But that, mm. That's a good atmosphere. Um, I did think about the Cali Grill because it's such a fantastic restaurant. You've got the views and the fireworks and all of that, but I just don't think the restaurant is the right vibe for Christmas? I also thought about the Boathouse, thought about Flying Fish, and thought about the Yachtsman Steakhouse. Um, but I was going to go for Laselier, but since Ryan's taken that and he got the only ADR on Christmas night left, I think my second choice will be the Rose and Crown in Epcot just because of the atmosphere. It's a British pub. It is a good restaurant. They have got some good food there fantastic view of the fireworks and you're in Epcot on Christmas night, which I just think that whole vibe would be great. So I'm going to go Rose and Crown. I'll meet you for a pint afterwards. Fair enough. I'll buy the first one.
1: Sounds wise. Yeah. Um, If you could only buy one Disney item for someone, who would you buy for and what would it be? I'm going to go first. I'm going to say I would buy a San Diego Comic-Con 2020 tron action figure which comes in a vhs display case um and i would it would be for myself uh, much like it should have been wow. if savvy after four months of holding my money didn't uh, tell me tonight they're not going to get the item in and they can cancel my order
3: but uh, i'm not, I'm not bitter bit really.
1: no no not at all not not annoyed at them at all not angry, no, it's fine, and you can't buy them, they're sold out, but you know, doesn't matter, it's only, only a toy, Craig. Uh,
0: how'd you follow that? Well, <laughs> um, anything
1: that's better than that.
0: Well, every single time, um, my wife has let me go to Halloween Horror Nights, I have bribed her with a trip to Disney Springs into the Christmas shop and. Christmas decorations, so I would get my wife a Christmas decoration.
1: Fair enough. You can't have too many, as we've established already. Uh, Sinead, what about yourself?
3: Um, ooh, I really don't know, to be honest. Um, Oh, actually, I have an idea. So when I went in 2015, it was the year that my niece Emily had been born, and I got her a bauble that has Emily 2015 on it. Um, and I've not been back to Florida since and DLP does not have the same selection of baubles that you can get, oh, slash you can't hot. get them customised, so I'd get one for my niece Emily, who is now two but I'd get them to ride 2018 on it anyways <laughs> so there we go, I'd get Sophie a bauble
1: Fair enough
4: um, Mr. Day uh, So I-, I looked at the Christmas merch this year and oh. I would get Oh, Mr.
1: Whoa. Can't watch the Mandalorian, <laughs> but you can watch. <laughs> you can look up what Christmas stuffs well, out.
4: Well, that's it. I sacrificed my Mandalorian watching to research for the podcast that you're hosting, Nick. You
2: know, so that's put effect. his research time in. Come on. Well, yeah, absolutely. You know,
1: one thing is a lot more important.
2: i, I until <laughs> I'm the end because because he agreed with me on this earlier.
4: Top man. I get paid time and a half for research. That's right, Nick. That's what we agreed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. So you get paid um, for this? what? Yeah. Yeah. What, okay. I, what I found was a onesie, a fleecy one, a red sort of Mickey mini Christmassy fleecy onesie. And it's got a hood on it and it's got Mickey ears on it. So I'm buying that for Kerry for Christmas. Uh,
1: what what a good husband you are. Yeah. Uh, what a good husband. Uh, Ryan, what about you?
2: I, I'm bending the rule slightly, but after this year... Are you buying me the Tron Action figure that I just didn't <laughs> from the <seven? laughs> You should have said I got five of those at home. <laughs> or I a
4: couple of out the other week
2: <laughs> I'm, um, I would love after this year to surprise everyone on the 23rd like my close family on the 23rd and say right we're going to Disney World for Christmas and New Year
4: wow that's a good one well, some it's better on than, the a, right it's better than a fleecy onesie eh?
0: well yeah awkward we are on the podcast with you
1: yep he doesn't like us and I don't blame him um, right, final question. This is a fun one. We, not that the others weren't fun. Um, r- which ride would you pick to have a Christmas overlay? Craig, i going go to you first.
0: Um, well, every time I've been in the Big Bear, what's it called? Big Bear Jamboree? Country Bear Country Jamboree. Bay Jamboree. Country Bear Jamboree, yeah. It's always half empty. And I'd love to There's see reason, that. Yeah. Well, I I enjoy it. It's 20 minutes out of my life. I'm in Walt Disney World. I'm in air conditioning. I'm off my feet. I chuckle because every bear is a family member. So that one there is Carla. That one there is Anthony. That one there is Nanny. And if you put a bit of tinsel on them and you put some fairy lights around and you get them singing a few Christmas songs, I think that place would be full rather than half empty. So... It needs some love. It's obviously going to die soon. So before it dies, let's give it a Christmas blowout. I'd be all for that. Oh,
1: good reasoning. Good reasoning. Uh, Schneid?
3: We're going to completely steal the one that we had on Mickey Waffles, which was Star Tours. Yeah. So when the thing comes down, C-3PO would have a little um, Santa hat on him. You'd go to Hoth because the snow. And then you would just go through various scenes of the Star Wars holiday special.
1: Uh, I would. I'd be completely happy if they just redid Star Tours now uh, for the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. If I'm honest, so much fun.
2: Um, Ryan, I'm, uh, I'm. I'm cheating again a little bit. I'd like to see a Life Day um, makeover for Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent.
0: It'll come. When oh well, yeah, for sure. When the money dries up, it'll yeah, come. It yeah, I think you're both right,
1: uh, Mister
4: um, I would. I'm going to save Disney some money because I know they're. I know they're hard up. You don't have to um, do another holiday Christmas overlay. You've just got to pay for my trip out to California to see the haunted mansion name Before Christmas overlay because I'd like to see that. Thanks very much.
1: Oh, absolutely. I would love that to be good. in every park for the holiday yeah. season. It'd be so, so good. Um, IA will be very cheap for Disney as well. And uh, the Hall of Presidents, give them all Christmas hats. You're welcome. That's it. So uh, that's r- a lot of Christmas hats. A lot of Christmas hats. JFK's um, would keep falling off his head. <laughs> So, um, there's not much left to say now. That is the end of the episode. Um, Hopefully, you stuck with us this entire time. This is the penultimate episode of the year. We've got one episode left. Am I okay to reveal that this is going to be a shared episode?
0: Go for it, man.
1: Yeah? Mm -hmm. So, um, as you've heard us mention uh, throughout this episode, well, Ryan mentioned the theme park trader once. I didn't pick him up on it, but... Theme Park Trader, Mickey Waffles, ourselves, we're going to do a kind of shared series of episodes. Um, Mr. D came up with some cracking topics, so each show will have some of the guests, uh, some of the hosts from those shows, and then we're going to kind of guest on each other's shows um, and discuss that, and um, they'll obviously be released on the separate show feeds, so you'll have to kind of do a little bit of a a scavenger hunt, Um, but yeah, so that's what we're going to do. So, um, seeing out a year with a bang, uh, and what a year it's it's uh, it's been. That's the politest way you can say that. Um But if you haven't already, go and watch the Mandalorian, and go and watch the Star Wars Lego uh, holiday special. And that's all I've got to say.
4: Want to hear my twenty twenty joke? Got him. So a guy goes to the optician for his annual eye test, and the optician puts this big contraption. Over his eyes, and he asked the guy, "What what can you see when you look through that?" And the guy says, "I see empty sports stadiums, empty theatres, uh, closed pubs and restaurants." And the optician says, "Oh, that's fine then. You've got twenty twenty vision." <laughs> oh, you
3: I don't know, know. That that,
2: The Christmas that cracker policy? jokes have started. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy Uber because <laughs> you're a uh,
3: dad,
2: yeah, that's it. <laughs> if we only... do Christmas
0: cracker jokes on its Christmas podcast. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so there you go. Good podcast. Dolan.
1: Yes. All right. Well, thank you very much for, for listening. Thank you guys for joining me. It's been an absolute treat. And we will see you in two weeks for the last episode of the year.
0: Tidy bye. You know, bye. The last episode ever before the end of the week.